Welcome back. It's time for Down the Wire. We've brought our good friend Joe back, and now we need to talk about stuff. Important stuff. Stuff such as the NBA All-Star Game. Who wrote this shit? All coming at you, Down the Wire. I be like, shoes, sunset on the beach. Make me wanna pull up on Miami with the heat. I don't know about you, but I don't know about me. Summertime in Florida, catch me sliding on the key. Yeah. Oh, something's Episode 55. Down the wire. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Not gonna lie. Pretty shitty Monday. Pretty shitty Monday so far. But I at least live for recording Monday nights to get on down the wire to try to make my day a little bit better. I had to drive all the way to Madison this morning because I... That's your fault. Yes, because I slept in Milwaukee and just never made it, never made it to Madison. But 7.30 drive in the morning, nothing like just that bullshit Milwaukee traffic by the zoo interchange that you need every morning. Uh, All right, and Joe's on. Joe Pajarillis joining us again. Two-time appearance. Two He's time... quickly catching up to the Chris Platt like leaderboard. Yeah, he. you are now officially in second place, sole possession for most appearances wow. on Down the Wire, Joe. Yeah. Wow. Right. I, I'm, that's, I'm um, glad to be back. You could easily surpass him, too, because that man about to have a baby. So he's not coming on for a minute. These next nine months, there, or well, I guess the nine months already happened, but you know, these. You need to put like the leave, nine months after yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. That, so I'll I'll take it. That this is coming up, Joe here. Counting on in, Joe. You've been working on anything cool at the Globe yet? You know, I, I know you had a couple of assignments. You said over the last weekend. Yes, I I covered the the uh, indoor state track championships, which is as hey. riveting as it's. No, I I. I being a track person, it was actually a lot more more interesting, and that got published and stuff. And then I'm doing some college hockey writing and coverage as well, so just sort of chugging along with the with the work here. Joe, quick question: um, Were you at did you did you call the game for UMass the other day? No, no. But what was the what was the one that you sent us about not too long ago? It was like. The turkey gravy bowl or some shit like oh, that. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the the bean pot. Yes, yeah, I did that okay. for uh, for bean. Somehow yeah. it got it got weirder, but yeah, <laughs> what, why is it the bean pot? What the hell does that even mean? So it's I I I'm not even like because I, I know that Boston like no one who's from here will call it that, but it's like Bean Town, and so like Boston's Bean Town, and so even Boston I'm not baked too beans, sure, right? Yeah, I guess something like that. I'm not, I'm personally never looked into it. It's just, this was the 69th very nice, uh, installment nice. of the bean nice. pot. Um, and since its origins back in, you know, 70 years ago when it started, it was the four teams closest to Boston. So BU, Northeastern, BC, Harvard. And it's just a four team tournament on the first and second month, first and second Monday every February. And it's, just huge within the city and huge within the bragging rights uh, of the schools. Cause I know you guys were sort of ripping on it. Like, Oh, nobody, nobody knows about it. Nobody knows. No what one it does. Is. No and one it knows. is true. Yeah. No, it's true. Every, everyone outside, it's, it's not really that big of a deal, especially the, 
the Midwest hockey teams because there are a ton of, of great schools out there for, for that. But it really Thank is you, just a, a awesome thing. And I'm, I, I've been, like, thinking of great ways to compare it to other things. And I, it, I know Tommy and I were talking about it last week, of like, the comparison I was trying to trying to use. But uh, it, it's like the it, – it's like your your high school, your rival high school, and then two other high schools within the – you know, within the town limits, all fighting for the same trophy in the middle of the season. Like, okay. it, I, I don't know how it's like, that's sort of like the energy like, that comes with it. It's like the Horizon League tournament. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't let them <laughs> play as Green Bay. It's like how Wisconsin just beats the shit out of every other team in Wisconsin for like a month straight when they get to play UWM and Green Bay. But it's, and but it's more competitive than that. It's more competitive that, than that. I think the, the, the thing I try to do, which again, it isn't a real thing. And it's not even a great comparison because these schools aren't within the same like five miles of each other, because with that close proximity, there's a lot more, you know, tension with it. But like, let's say in the middle of football season for college football, it was Michigan, Ohio state, Wisconsin, and Northwestern only is the Harvard equivalent. Cause you got to get the, the smart school in, there in addition <laughs> to the other ones. Fair, fair. <laughs> But imagine those four, like in the middle of the season, they had their sort of college football playoff, you know, style where it's just, you know, two teams in the semifinal, winners playing the final, and they get a trophy that they compete for every single year. And it's like extra bragging rights between those schools. And if you amplify that with all the schools being in the same town, then it that that's sort of that's the best comparison I can come up with, I guess. Well, I know. We looked at it today, and they only have one shirt out right now. But if they get a shirt that has 69th Beanpot BU Champs, like, we want that shirt. So if yeah, you can find I, that. I'll out for it, but I'm, yeah, I don't, don't get your hopes 69 on there. I know, I know. We'll make some yeah. if we can. All right. We look forward to you covering the Pot Pie Festival in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Dude, we yeah, didn't that, have any that's football That's the first Monday week. in March. <laughs> the first Monday. No football <laughs> this week. And first time in, like, I don't even know how long since August we didn't have any. Well, the Pro Bowl doesn't count as football, I guess. But we had a little bit of break in between there. Super Bowl's now over. We got a draft kind of related to it. Not really. Later on in the show. But the USFL, the new spring football league, is that what SFL means? I just realized that. Is that what it is? That what it's how about mean? how about United States Football League? God okay, yeah, I just I wanted thinking. to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. All right. I just saw it. And then when I said it, it didn't look right. So I wanted to make sure it wasn't the United Spring Football League. Um, they dropped some new jerseys. Their teams are out. And we're going to just go over them and rank them real quick. There's what? And, eight and they got uh, eight teams and they got uh, head coaches, too, which uh, there's some. There's some pretty, like, reputable names in there. Including- I did not look at the coaches, to be fair. So you're going to have to tell the coaches to us? Because, Joe, do you know the coaches? No, I, I haven't no. seen it. So I, you'll have to tell us the coaches. Do you? How do you want to do this, Dave? Do you want us to go rank them, like, just by right now and then go 1 to 10? Or do you want to put them in order? Well, first of all, there's only eight. Um, no, like one to ten, give them a score. Sorry. Give oh yeah, yeah. But let, let's do let's do like a, a full breakdown. So you get like the the uniform color and the head coach hire. Like we'll we'll put it together. I'm gonna let you be the quarterback on this one then, because I don't have the head coach information then. Sure, sure. Uh, we'll start off with the Michigan Panthers. 
Uh, and if you haven't seen these colors, they they are kind of like a cross between um, like Florida State University and like San Francisco 49ers. But they got this like random blue streak in there. And to go along with that, the Michigan Panthers have hired your boy, Jeff Fisher, coming out of retirement, dude. Well, the head coach hire gets a 10 just because it's Jeff Fisher. Well, actually, I would rank it 8 out of 8 because that's what he's probably going to finish in the in the season instead <laughs> of 10 out of 10. But I, I – you know, these jerseys, I don't know. I, I kind of like them. I kind of like them. I would give this – I'm going to go 5 right off the rip with this. Put it right in the middle because I don't think they're the worst jerseys here. And Definitely. I don't think they're the best jerseys here either. So I'll rank this one right in the middle. It's number six on that list, Joe. Um, yeah. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five. Just put it right in the middle. And Jeff Fisher, that's a sick name to bring back. Everyone knows who he is, at least. Yeah, def- it definitely is the most um, the one that the name that everyone would recognize the most. And uh, again. There are some pretty good names in this coaching hire if list. If Jim Tom Sula is not a coach, I'm not watching. <laughs> Unfortunately, so, no. That's just ridiculous. So you can't bring him on as like a cheat day specialist dietitian or something? On Why can't team? we bring him on this damn podcast? We should be able to. He needs to I be think, a weekly yeah. guest. What is yeah. he doing now? Like that's that's a – he's got to be attainable. Living in his car outside of the San Francisco <laughs> – like uh, built the in the shape right? of that's a football, what he was doing. Remember, that's I, a, that was like one of the stories about Jim Tom Sula is that he lived in his car for like uh, six months. I, I think I think then the biggest roadblock isn't like his availability; it's just whether he has Skype or not. Internet, or unless you bring him in live. Yeah, that's the <laughs> he biggest. He stayed in his car so he didn't have to shower. He didn't. He could have go. To do that. <laughs> he could use like someone from like a public library or something like that. So he'll be whispering the whole time, yet still breathing <laughs> heavy. All right, Michigan Panthers, Joe. How do you think these jerseys look? Um, you know, I'm not a fan. I, I didn't, I didn't rank them coming in, so I, I'm just looking at them all next week. I did look at the list beforehand, and so I have a little bit of background. But just glancing at them now, and we were talking about it before. Literally half these jerseys look the same. So there's so much red. There's yeah. so much we red. We already said that. We already said there's way too yeah. much red in these uniforms. Yes. There's all right. There's like one I like better than. Then the I'm gonna yeah I will uh yeah I'll, I'll give it a five I'm sure I, I not to copy you but it's probably That's like middle of the pack up. yeah just yeah go right there just it's the, the blue's a little too weird the blue's a little yeah too I don't weird. like that. I gotta I like throw that down just one to a four uh, also Ooh. everyone's named the Panthers everyone is named the Panthers and sure. now I will respect what the USFL did. Because they literally just brought back all the old teams and redid them, which is kind of a nice touch, right? Not trying to, you know, fabricate more, uh, you know, bullshit teams that'll probably fold in four weeks. But uh, I, it, it's a four. That that weird blue is just too much for me. All right, next up is the Birmingham Stallions. Birmingham yeah. Sandwich, this is going to be uh, the actual home team for more or less the entire season because all the, the games are being played in Birmingham, which is just odd. Lame. What? Outside of, 
outside of the championship game, which is going to be uh, held at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is definitely cool. That's, uh, cool. that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. If they make yeah. it that far. I don't yeah. know. Also true. <laughs> Head coach, though, of, of your Birmingham Stallions is Lou Holtz's son, Skip Holtz. Oh, of course right. Lou Holtz named his son Skip. <laughs> Skip to my Lou? Are you shitting me? What? Isn't this awesome? What? He did that on purpose. Oh, my God. No. No. Yep. These are also the most off-brand 49ers uniforms I've ever seen. Joe called them Boston College. Same yeah. shit. This is <laughs> This is not new at all. And because of the lack of originality, I'm going to give this one a four. I will oh, admit they're ranking. Oh, like, you're, oh, it's a one through ten score. I was saying they were fifth out of eight. I was. Oh yeah, give them a one through ten score. I think. Oh okay. That's, All right then. Uh, yeah, I'll. Okay, for Michigan, I, 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 you know, I'll keep it a five, but keep going. Sorry. Now I'm, now I know what we're doing here. That's about all I got left on these. They're very unoriginal uniforms. I don't like it. They were ranked the number one on this list. Yeah, they're kind of clean, I guess, but I don't. They're not I, the number one. There is such a not clear the number, one. number one, in my opinion, at least. Such a clear number one. Um, yeah, and all in all, it's not bad. Uh, again, I think these teams would benefit so much from not having red. There is so much goddamn red yeah. in these things. Five of the eight teams have red in their uniform. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Why? But is that is that part of the deal where they, they brought back the, the old teams from the original uh, USFL and they just sort of had yeah. to Yeah. I still think they could have updated. Well, they updated the, the logos, too. So oh, okay. it's not like they, you know, it's not like they just left it. You know what I mean? They yeah. they, they did change things up. So I don't know. Uh, next up is the Philadelphia Stars with their head coach, head coach Bart Andrus. Oh yeah, I don't know. big Bart guy. Joe, uh, why don't you start with the Philadelphia Stars? You set the bar on this one. Um, yeah, I th- I think it's it's decent enough. I think the fact that it's kind of ironic that a Philadelphia team has a star on its helmet, and that's their thing when the Dallas Cowboys are in the exact same division. Um. I remember the I, that was like a whole controversy with with the commanders name change because like there were some mock-ups that had stars like in their logos and helmets and stuff and they were like but Dallas is in the same division so I sort of see that here uh, the the look itself I it's fine I, I'd give it like a like a seven I guess I, I kind of like the yellow and yellow and red contrast but you should really look at the, the the helmet design the logo for the stars is actually pretty cool looking. Uh, unfortunately, the helmet is ruined by the weird, like, tarmac racing stripes on, on the helmet. But oh, really, I see the, that here, yeah. The, the stars are just like the McDonald's All American team. It, this, like, straight yellow and red is just yeah. too much. Um, and now, Bart Andrus, you don't necessarily know who this guy is, but this dude probably holds the record for coaching m- most in like the most leagues outside of the NFL. He was in the European league. He was in the Canadian league. He was in the world ball league. Uh, also spent time uh, with the Toronto Argonauts and Omaha Nighthawks. Like this dude has been everywhere. Uh, also looks like a Sopranos character. This is just Arizona state. Uh, it's literally the same logo or same color scheme. 
I, I would give this one a six. I'll say it's a little bit better. Isn't it, but it's more red in Arizona. This one has like way too much yellow. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they have, I, I think they're, they have to have a uniform that looks similar to that. Yellow helmet, red jersey, yellow pants. I feel like I've seen ASU in something like that. I think most times their helmet isn't yellow though. That doesn't sound right, right? I don't think they ever have yellow helmets like that. I thought they did. Maybe I, I don't watch ASU football as you can. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I don't think this is the worst one still. No, I, I still All right. don't think these are the worst uniforms. All right. Next up, we got the New Jersey Generals with head coach Mike Riley. Remember him? No, no. didn't think so. Mike Riley used to coach with uh, Nebraska back in uh, 2015 to 2017 and didn't really do much else. Um, he got a couple years at Oregon State as well, but never really did all that much. But Mike Riley is a guy. So that's really all that you need to be a head coach in the <laughs> USFL. <laughs> I, I, I like these. I think these are pretty nice uniforms. I think these are near the top. Um, I don't think they're the best yet still, but I'll give these a set. Can I go by half? I'd like to give it a seven and a half. It's not quite an eight. It's not quite an eight. They're really clean. Are all these jerseys going to be like, just say the team on the back. Are they going to have names on the back of these jerseys at all? Do you know? Oh, I think they will because they actually haven't had a draft yet. Okay, and, so they don't uh, know anyone that's going to be on the team. By the way, their draft is set up pretty cool uh, because each round is going to be a targeted position. Oh, okay. I think that so could you be can fun. Only draft like a quarterback in the first round. First round is going to be dedicated to quarterbacks, and then it gets spread out through the rest of. I think it's, I think I I saw it was like seventeen rounds or something like that because I think they get two picks per round or something you know something along those lines. But I thought that was pretty cool. To, uh, and if only you could actually see the play, like know the players because <laughs> then it might be interesting. But yeah, uh, this like New Jersey Generals is pretty much what the Washington Commanders wanted to be. In you know? terms of what the jerseys or the name? The jerseys. Yeah, the jerseys for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it seems uh this one, it just seems kind of bland. Like it, it especially when there's already so much red. It, it, I feel like to an extent it's it's nice enough, but um, I I'd give it like a six, six and a half just for for the look. It's it's I don't know it, it for this type of league. I don't know. It seems a little bit too bland. Joe, any of these names better than Commanders? I. Th- that's actually I was gonna bring this up at the end, but I think um I think let me look through them if again. We I haven't said the much, team name yet, then you don't we don't have to. But we can wait till the end. Oh no no no. It's just uh I'd say the Panther I mean aside from the Panthers, because Panthers are Panthers, I, I'd argue that it's better than Commanders is pretty much better than any of these. Now, granted, Dang. I feel like USFL standards are a lot lower than than the NFL standards, so I can see it in that respect. But if I think if they picked any of these other names, it would get a lot more. Uh, there'd be a lot more like dissatisfaction with it. And there's actually a there's actually a poll in the Washington Post today where it, they like uh, surveyed like 900 plus DC residents, and it came out around like 50 50, which 
which is pretty much the best they can hope for for this type of thing, I'd say. I'm shocked. Um, cause on, cause you look on Twitter and like everyone's, you know, everyone's ripping it apart and I sort of fall in the middle. I'm not, I'm not, I don't love it, but I don't, I don't hate it either. But I think like if they were the Washington, uh, let me use one that we've already mentioned, uh, like the Washington stars, I guess like there's the Dallas stars. So there's some presence for that, but like, I don't know. I, I don't think that's a, that's a great name. Isn't that the, the general? It's isn't the Washington Generals the, the yeah the Globetrotters beats up exactly. So that yeah. that would be even worse. I feel like um <laughs> like the, the well, no that would that would be apropos because it's the it's the Washington football team. They lose all the time. Yeah, well, they I don't know. They got they got to they got to <laughs> find a way to change it somehow. But uh, yeah, like the Maulers. Do oh, did we even mention that one yet? Let's I, get to them next. But, uh, I was actually just going to jump there. Uh, All right, well, there we go. The Pittsburgh Maulers with head coach Kirby Wilson. Uh, If you haven't heard of Kirby Wilson, he actually has a pretty deep tenure in the NFL, but this is his first head coaching job ever in 23 years. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what the hell this guy's been doing, but he coached with the, the Patriots, the Redskins, the Buccaneers, the Steelers, Vikings, Browns, Cardinals, and Raiders. All uh, actually has two Super Bowl rings with the Buccaneers and the Steelers. So dude's got some uh, pedigree, but he's only been like a running backs coach the whole time. He's <laughs> not, he hasn't even been like a coordinator. I think that these jerseys are criminally underrated in this list. These are they have that like yeah. purple. Yeah, these are like purple and orange with a little bit of white in there. I think these are the second best uniforms. I'm gonna give them an eight right now. I like the design a lot. And they had them ranked as the worst uniforms in the league. And I think that is just absolutely foolish. No, they're giving some difference to it. Like, they're the only yeah. ones that, that don't feel like an actual team. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for, for those reasons, you just meant, like, it's it's different. It's uh, a color scheme you don't typically see. And it and it it doesn't look like a mess. I feel like when teams try to get too creative with its stuff, it just looks kind of funky. This doesn't look... This doesn't look too bad. So I think it's the best one just based on the fact that it's different from everyone else's. So I, I but not perfect. So I'd give it like a nine, but okay. But okay. yeah, I, I think it's my personal favorite. Okay. Next up, it's the Tampa Bay bandits with a uh, l- long, long time crazy man, head coach Todd Haley. Oh, okay. Wow. Another name we got back blast from the past. I think these are just the replacements uniforms, are they not, Dave? Uh, it's pretty damn close, yeah. It's pretty damn close. Same exact font in there as well. Um, I like their away jerseys better than the home jerseys. The white, the red on the white looks better than the white on the red. I think. I would give these. Um, I get like some Falcons vibes out of them. Yeah. Like throwback, like a little bit more silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would give it. I I'll give this one a five again. Solid, solid. Yeah. yeah, they don't do anything crazy for me. I guess looking at them though, like out of the red jerseys, I I think this is the one that I enjoy the most because it, I guess it's some like a color scheme that I can understand more. That I if it would be the Panthers if they didn't have that blue streak to it. That blue streak just throws it all off for me, yeah. even though it's so minuscule. All right, Dave, the, we got two teams. Or, Joe, you didn't comment on this. Go ahead. Comment. Oh, yeah. Um, I just 
Yeah, I'd give him a seven. I think it's it's I, I agree it's of the red jerseys. I think it's the best one. Um but and it's you know, but not not great. I think what I think what they should do though, since it's the Tampa Bay Bandits, whatever if they if they have two picks in the quarterback round, depending on where they are, I think they draft Tom Brady with their second quarterback pick Dude. and just try to mess the I mean, whole game. Dude, up. take Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and just fuck up the whole <laughs> league. Deshaun Watson could very well go in the first Stop round. Stop it. Just <laughs> now, Dave. I think go to the left, bandits. <laughs> I know. I think Dave, you left the best and the worst jersey left on the board. So which really, really, in my opinion, yes. Okay, well, I'm gonna do the worst because we need to end on a a happy note. At least I think the worst. Houston Gamblers. Absolutely, that's the worst jersey here. Oh, is, I, I don't think it's all that bad. That's the worst one in my opinion. I don't like their black jerseys. And that's their home jerseys on top of it. There's just a lot into it, kind of no color at all because of it. And they have the white with the red border, the black face mask. Like then, yeah, then there's gray pants. I think these are by far the worst jerseys. I'd give these a three. I I think this is just teenage angst. Like when you're making like a creative team and you're just like, I'm going to go black. That's, you know, Trying to be a badass. No, uh, also, if you haven't seen the logo for the Houston Gamblers, that is a solid fucking logo. I can they, see the G. Look yeah. it up. Uh, look it up on your phone real fast. They turned the G, and the the space in the middle is the state oh, of Texas. Texas. Yeah. Is, yeah. Star, is there like a star on Houston? Is that what it uh, looks like? On the, yeah. It's a pretty okay. fucking solid logo. Now, this is also the only logo that did not get touched. Mm. Which I think is also pretty cool. Uh, and their head coach is Kevin Sumlin. If you don't know who that oh, is, yeah. yeah, that is the same man that coached Johnny Manziel. Are we going nice. to see a Manziel appearance in the USFL? Oh, gosh. I, I hope. We, we're going to need someone like that. We're going to need one name that's just going to bring in people that – was supposed to be something maybe maybe like Brandon Whedon or something goes and wins the Tim MVP. Tebow yeah whatever it might be as a tight end though but not he doesn't play quarterback <laughs> anymore um I I think by far these are the worst jerseys Ooh, All Josh right. Rosen maybe in this Ooh, league I feel like I like that. Light, that light 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 this league up probably depending on where he goes that would be I that's one guy I think get Sam uh, Darnold there too. Dude, I'm going to tell you Josh Rosen is my worst football take of all time. Like, I thought he was going to be pretty good. I, I That was obviously before we were doing the pod, but I still, like, wow, that one really shocked me. When it, And then they gave up on him, so now he's done. So get to the last team here, Dave. The best team. It's not even close. The New Orleans Breakers. These are my favorite uniforms, too. I think they're really clean. I like the blue jerseys and the white one i like the like they got a different shade of blue it looks like on the letters even that i think it fits really nice they have like a light blue outline around the dark blue on top of it and the, the white way helmets that the, look clean yeah with and with the way that the wave like wraps around the helmet itself it is very cool uh and i didn't mention head coach is larry fedora uh which again if you don't know who that is he coached the tar heels Back when Mitchell Trubisky was the guy. So, you know, the guy who could light up the USFL. 
Bring him in. Saying. All right. That's going to be it. We'll follow up on that. When is that supposed to start? Wait, this, this is awkward, but I, I think this is one of my least favorites. I'm not going to lie. Whoa. The, the Whoa. I, I don't know. I, I didn't notice the wave pattern, so I do appreciate that a little bit more uh, looking at it closely. But I don't know. It, it like, and, and it's not red, so I, you know, I can't complain about that. I think the Panther, but I think looking at all of them on their own, I think the Panthers one is the only one I like least. Just looking at it, at a, well, mm, I don't like the Gamblers one as much either. But uh, hmm. I, I, I like out of the eight, I think it's probably like fifth or sixth or so. Wow, I'm sure, they gave it five in, in the Deadspin poll. Yeah, they or, didn't like it in there uh, either. I, I thought those were the best ones with the Maulers, which is they found the. I thought that's my one-two Breakers Maulers, but they also had those, like you said, five and eight I, respectfully. I think it's it looks it's a lot like the like the generals and and gamblers just different colors. There's like a little bit more variance, but it seems like it's very like solid and and plain. I feel like, but I don't know. Fair All enough. right, I'm a I'm a little sad by that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Should we get into uh some when when does the USFL start? Do you know, Dave? Uh, I don't have that on hand, but like I said, I know that the draft is like next week, I believe. Uh, oh, USFL really? draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got to get started relatively soon. They're going to um, start in spring. I, I, that was the plan. I think I did not I'm know surprised they're, they're not even drafted already. Oh, cause... actually it's, it's this Tuesday and Wednesday. So tomorrow. Yeah. That's the oh, draft. Shit. We should have did a mock draft. Damn it. <laughs> would have been that is there was even a like a player pool I, I, yeah they have you can draft pool. whoever the fuck you want There's it's, uh, it's 12 rounds uh, and uh, by the way both of these are taking place from 6 to 9 p.m. central standard time nice. uh, I hope they have some type of um, like what's it called like um, TV coverage TV coverage I, I want to watch it I would watch it right the first round, at least. You want to see the quarterbacks, right? Uh, and here is the draft. They did a draft lottery last week. And here's the order. Uh, eight to one. New Orleans Breakers, Maulers, Stallions, Gamblers, Generals, Stars, Bandits, and Jeff Fisher gets the number one overall pick. Oh, that's... <laughs> Could we see a Rigged. Mark Bolger-like, you know, reunion-type thing Mark coming back? Mark Bolger is, like... 47 years old. We could like, probably tear up the USFL, too, on top of it. Oh, That's shit. That's the first Jeff Fisher quarterback I could think of. Like, Jared Goff's still starting in the NFL, baby. Not for much longer, maybe. Oh, so sorry. There is more than that. The first 12 rounds happen tomorrow. Oh, oh wow. So, yeah, 13 well, through yeah. 23 will happen the ne- uh, on day two. That's going to be a lot. They're, they have 90 well, seconds. only eight teams. Wow. 35 rounds are completed. Holy shit. That's so many, though. Well, they got to build it from scratch, it looks like. Yeah, and exactly. They're going to fill in with undrafted free agents, I guess. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Imagine I, I don't being... know. There's a, this is like breakdown is pretty cool. So round one is uh, is quarterbacks, followed by edge rushers and defensive ends in round two through four, offensive tackles in five through seven, cornerbacks in round eight through 11, back to quarterbacks for round 12. Then uh, it goes back to, or I had it right here, 
Uh, 13 through 17 is wide receivers. Safeties is uh, 18 through 19. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't really matter. We got the first couple picks out of the way. But I like how that is, like, formatted. I think that's actually kind of kind of nice. Should we go baseball or All-Star Weekend before the draft? Which do you want to do first, Dave? Baseball or All-Star Weekend? And then we'll do the draft. Let's do All-Star Weekend. The baseball is going to take up a good time. A good All hour. right. Well, let's get to the NBA All-Star Weekend. Maybe one of the worst All-Star Weekends. Uh, if it weren't for the game, the game really saved the weekend. Uh, 160 to 163. Like Steph Curry, legendary performance. Man, they were trying to get him the record. That was yeah. Why not? That one shot where he was like forty feet away and he turned around before it even was halfway there was kind of nuts. I mean, you got to be a little bit respect to that. Uh, Rough outing for Chris Middleton and Giannis packed his shit, so that was kind of funny. On top of it, Uh, but the whole weekend as itself. Probably the worst dunk contest of all time. Well, should we get to that first? Break that out of the yeah. way? Yeah. yeah. So um, I had a stat right here from the All-Star Weekend. This is the one I wanted to tell. This is the one I was, the one oh. I was saying to you, Joe. Yeah, I think I, I think I know what this is, yeah. Dunkers were 7 for 25 in the draft, in the NBA dunk contest, a.k.a. 28% in the first round including Jalen Green, who was one for nine, which I thought he only got three attempts, so I didn't even know why he had that many tries to dunk it. And uh, Obi Toppin clearly won the draft. He was the only guy – or the dunk contest. Now I'm talking draft. Uh, He clearly won it because there was literally the worst dunk in the final round ever by Toscano – Juan Toscano Anderson or Anderson. That, yeah. 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 There you go. That guy who everyone knows in the league. Um, Golden State Warrior. Come on. Now you sound like Ray. Okay. So relax, <laughs> man. This is, that was a terrible performance in the dunk contest. Get some legit athletes in their NBA. I'm sorry that you can't, you can't put that last. That was the worst thing of the weekend. And you can't yeah. put that last. I I don't think there's much more to say about it. I was personally a really big fan of how they shifted up the skills challenge. I thought that was a little more fun, uh, the team aspect behind it. And Definitely. the Cavs, the Cavs cleaned house on it. Well, uh, to be fair, the Tentacumbros did not know what was going on. Uh, they have said that many times they would not have put the Nassas there if they knew better in that final round, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, the thing that I take away from this entire weekend is Giannis does not have an off switch. He is, he even like went into the like pressers that he, he apologized because, because he can't shut it off. He said that the all-star weekend is the worst weekend ever for him because he just like blanks out and, just plays at 110%, which don't even get me started on that. 100, Giannis, fucker. Uh, but yeah, I, he just was going nuts that entire, uh, entire time he was on the floor, whether it be in the skills competition or in the all-star game. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I don't know. For, it, as far as the dunk contest goes, I feel like ever since 2016, it's just been everyone said, "Oh, this is the worst one of all time." Like it, it seems like it keeps getting worse. And I, what was I that Levine Gordon one from a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, 2016. That's what I meant. That's that was. That's yeah. how long it's been. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. The second go around where you got robbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2016. Yeah. It's been what? that irrelevant for that long. Yeah. Holy fuck. And and that's the point. I think for for that type of thing, they need two guys. Well, Zach Levine that year, he was coming in as the defending champion, and he was on a he was on the Timberwolves team that was he wasn't the main guy there, but he was still sort of up and coming, an exciting player. And then Aaron Gordon with the Magic, he was relevant, you know, to that team. Um, and I think he was shortly out of Arizona, so he still had some name relevance before he sort of drifted into like a role player type of position. But even then, like, if, as long as they can get two guys that are actually on the same level, that's what's going to make it the most exciting. And if they can get, like, John Morant and Zion Williamson once he's healthy in there, then I to see what they cook up, because no one wants as great as, like, a – I know they've had a G League guy in the past, like, a, a few years ago. They had someone – Derek Jones exclusive. Jr. Yeah, was. yeah. Yeah, and he's been – he's turned he won, into didn't a he? player. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't I thought he won. he won. I think he won once. I thought he was kind of disappointing in it. Remember, and Derek Jones Jr. won in 2020. Oh, that was last year. So and he, he so was in the G the, League before. Two years ago. Yeah, so that that's the thing. Like, if it's if they can put together some dunks that we've never seen before, then that's great. Have them in. I think we're sort of at a point where there are very few dunks that we haven't seen before, if if any. So I'd rather see, like, the name recognition, the big stars of the league compete in that rather than a G League player who, okay, he's pretty good at dunking, but if he misses the first two attempts, then we're back to square one, where it's like, what are we even watching here? So Yeah, fair enough. And Carl Anthony uh, Towns had the least, uh, had the lowest odds to win the three-point contest, um, and he set the record for most points in it, which is kind of lame because they added a three-point ball, which is the first time a shot's ever counted for three points in the three-point contest, yeah. just so everyone's aware. Um, and then they have the money rack now on top of it. So you can get 10 points on that rack instead of six. I don't know. They're trying really hard with the three point contest. Kind of interesting for Carl Anthony Towns to win it first center, at least. Uh, I thought that was Luke Kennard's. He was drilling it yeah. so far over there. Um, but anything was better than the dunk contest. So uh, I, I, I give it to the NBA on that. Not to double back, but. Uh, that Aaron, that 2020 dunk contest with Derek Jones Jr. was the one that Aaron Gordon got robbed on. That's the one I was thinking of, not with Zach Levine. What? Yeah. He, oh, I don't remember the, that the other time. That was when a Dwayne Wade gave him like a nine when yeah. it should have been a 10 or something like that. And that was oh, when I remember that that was he came out and was like, I'm never doing the dunk contest again. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be all hard well. and shit. But now, uh, that was actually a decent dunk contest from what I remember, because remember both of them were going back and forth with tens like crazy or fifties or whatever the fuck it was. And uh, that's the thing. It's gotta be two guys that are lighting it up for it to be interesting. Cause if it's just one person, cause Obi Toppin put together a couple pretty nice dunks and he, and he got at least one of them on the first try. And that's, that's the biggest key with those things. If they can nail them in the first or second try. So I think he was the clear winner, but that's not fun to watch if he's, if he's, competing against himself pretty much fair enough should we get do you have anything else from the all-star weekend you want to get to i, I personally have have something to get to from the oh that's weekend, right and it's, Joe, the, Joe it's the first part 
And this, I've never been, I've never, you know, made appointment viewing of this. I've never intentionally sat down to watch this, but the Friday night event, the celebrity game, I was, I was in the office at, at the globe and they have the TVs on there on mute. So it was just glued to the TV. I couldn't change the channel or anything like that. And so it was on ESPN, which is where the celebrity game was on. And they had some, they had some actual celebrities in the game. They had Machine Gun Kelly, they had Quavo, Jack Harlow, and several like professional athletes who for a celebrity game, I don't think maybe a couple of them is fine, but like Miles Garrett, sure he's famous, but if he's another celebrity, like, or if he's another athlete, does he really count as like a true celebrity in, in this type of game? But either way, that's, that's forgivable when, some of the people in here, and did they, yeah, so, so they had, for, because it was ABC, some, this is some of the people who I thought it was ridiculous that they had him in there. Uh, they had Matt James, who was The Bachelor at some point in the past few uh, years. Okay. They had, they had, uh, let's see who else. They had Ranveer Singh, who is a Bollywood actor. I'm sure I, he might be very famous <laughs> overseas, but I don't know about here. <laughs> they had Anuel AA, who is a Puerto Rican rapper. Um, oh, yeah. We, so they're, they're it trying is. To reach international audiences. This one's pretty funny. They had the mayor of Cleveland, Justin Bibb. I think that's pretty cool that they had him in there. But they had, they I'll let the mayor play every year. year. Yeah. They actually had a lot of, like, Cleveland love, yeah. right? They had Miles Garrett. My boy, Anderson Verizhao came back to play. Yeah, it's the former players. Yeah, Booby Gibson as well. And that, that's all fine. But then they had, they had Alex Toussaint, who won the MVP, and he's a Peloton instructor in the celebrity <laughs> game. <laughs> and, and this isn't – they don't even have her on the list, so I don't know her name, but I remember they introduced – there were two people, two of the worst excuses for a celebrity game – they had this one random white kid. I don't know what, like, if it was a skill-based competition or if it was just a random entry, but he was, like, the Fanatics all-in winner, and his grand prize was playing in the celebrity game, which is, like, gr- great experience for him, but how is that a celebrity? Like, <laughs> no draw. Winner? No draw there. Yeah. And then and then as soon as I saw this, I was, I was wondering whether this was an SNL skit or something, that they were just, like, cranking out all these random people. I don't have her name in front of me, but it was the Sacramento Kings uh, director of social responsibility. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I, I don't know what. Where, where is she? I don't see her at all out here. They they introduced her, and I believe she was in the game. So maybe she's, but I don't they know They didn't what, put her on the list. They were they, like, I, not even worth it. Not dude, worth they it. didn't. They didn't put her on here at all. I am. I'm going to say right now. A celebrity all-star game without Justin Bieber or Common is just not allowed in the NBA, though, on my level. <laughs> I think I, I want DJ have, Khaled. Like, they've made a living off the fucking celebrity. Well, not Bieber, but Common, dude. Oh, man. He was, <laughs> like, that was his only gig for a long time. Like, yeah, I needed him in there. And I just, I don't know why he's not there. Common, where are you at? Stop making commercials. Start doing celebrity all-star games. Uh, really, the, uh, if there's anything I want, though, can you just get Tiffany Haddish out of there? I hate Tiffany Haddish so much. I realize that she's actually probably the biggest star on this list. She's All up there. Her, yeah. yeah, I mean, between her, her and, and Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. right? 
Quavo. But definitely as far as acting is concerned, she's the biggest one. But that's because she's kind of a hooker for roles. Like, she'll just do anything. And she's not funny. So she probably talked the whole time and was yelling. She was dancing a lot during it. That is, I did. Called it. I did remember that. Yeah. Called it. Let's get to our draft. Let's get to our draft. Peloton instructor. What was his name? We should get his jersey. Alex Toussaint. Alex Toussaint. If they have a Alex Toussaint Celebrity All-Star Game jersey, we're buying it, Dave. Okay? Are we Mark. doing a draft now and then baseball after? Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll go to the this like draft it. we're doing. It's going to be the top players across big four, I guess. Is, did you go four, Joe? I didn't I did write four. any hockey. Yeah. Okay, I didn't do hockey players because I, I only think Mason Appleton deserves a ring. That's it. The Seattle Kraken. <laughs> I'm going to say we're going to do top players, current active players that deserve a championship ring. Coming off the Super Bowl last week, we saw Matt Stafford, who a lot of people thought was very deserving of a championship ring, especially for his struggles in Detroit and his talent on the field. We are going to do it for the remaining players that don't have one. Uh, Joe Pohorilis, you hold the first pick. Guest always does. Dave, I think I have the second pick, right? Yep. All right. So it's one, two, three, Joe, me, Dave. So, Joe, you are officially on the clock with the first pick in the current players that deserve a ring. All right. And uh, in my opinion, I don't think there's any – well, maybe there is some debate for the top pick, but personally, I got to go with Mike Trout. Mm, That was my number one, too. Damn it. That was my number one, too. Yeah, right. I think everyone's on that bandwagon. Damn, good. Okay, I had him number one. I didn't know if you were going to go a different angle for it, but good pick. That was my number well, one. Well, I feel better knowing that there was no chance in me getting him. <laughs> did you Did you have him number one too, Dave, on your list? He definitely would have been my number one pick. Like, okay. I, I wouldn't have even th- – even though I have it snake style, I wouldn't have even waited. Like, he would have been so fast off the board. Uh, yeah, just one of the best baseball players of our generation right now, if not the best baseball player of our generation. Um, he revolutionized the war statistic. I mean, that's really the most important stat in baseball now, and it's because of Mike Trout. So, and he's only been to the playoffs once. He's got it. And he hasn't won a, he has not won a game in the playoffs. That's, that's insane. Which is crazy because that just shows you how baseball is so not one player at all. Because he's been the best player in the league for maybe 10 years. Maybe. Yeah, pro- about, yeah. And uh, he deserves a ring for sure. I'm going to put an X next to his name symbolizing he was picked. Uh, that's a good pick. That's who I would have took number one as well. I have the number two pick. And uh, I'm going to go... Based off of seniority and, like, how great he's been for so long, he isn't the number two on my list, but I'm going to take Chris Paul. Yeah. Son of a bitch! <laughs> that was, that's going to be my number two God pick. God damn um, it! Fuck he was Chris up Paul. there for me. He was up there, yeah. He, you know, after last season, when the Bucks played him, I could give a shit if Chris Paul deserved a ring. I promise you. Like, the whole entire time, I was, like, kind of rooting for the Suns to get there. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Great. Chris Paul needs a ring. And then he got to the finals, and I was like, fuck his legacy. We're on that. Bucks and six. 
He's not going to get one this year either, but he does deserve a ring. He does. And especially like I had so much love for Chris Paul when he was on those Hornet squads. I mean, he took him to like the conference finals that one year, didn't he? Or pretty damn close to it yeah. or some shit yeah, like yeah. that. I was rooting for his career. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I loved Chris Paul. Also took the Rockets damn near when James Harden got hurt. For real. Like that dude, that dude does deserve a ring. And don't get me wrong, was rooting the Bucks all the way last season. But if they were going to lose, I could at least find some solace in giving a title to a homeboy over there, Chris Paul. Uh, yeah, no, I would have been pissed, and he would have been my least favorite player ever. So what I was what I was wondering is because uh, I, I feel like fans generally of basketball, just given how good he is and for how long he's been a you know big face in the league, I know fans probably think he deserves a ring, but I, I feel like we hear stories of all of his former teammates just like getting sick of him and being sick of him as a teammate. So I'm wondering like. I don't know, like, how many NBA players are, like, petty enough to be like, oh, I hope he never wins. But, like, I wonder what the consensus is there, like, if you ask the players. In the well, NBA, he's got so. he's got LeBron on his side, so that's got to weigh that's a lot. That's true. You know what I mean? LeBron's his boy. So they're, he's going to have some popularity across the league just because of that. So And another guy on this list probably will get picked because LeBron's his boy as well, too, on there. Dave, okay. you're up. You got the wraparound. I do, I do. And, uh, okay, my first overall, oh, my first overall pick, my first pick, um, I don't know how much Tom's gonna appreciate it, but I know Joe will, because he is more or less the Mike Trout of the NHL. Give me Connor McDavid. Ah, uh, I was hoping he was gonna slip through, through, uh, after that round. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I've heard I'm of Connor McDavid. Hot. I've heard of him. He's the, I know him. He's in, uh, Oh, shit. Yeah, come on. Is it New York Edmonton Oilers? New Edmonton. No, no, I didn't. I really didn't. I had my hand up the whole time. Like, it was, I knew it was one of those. Yeah, yeah, dude. And dude getting drafted to Edmonton is another reason why he deserves a a title because he's got all types of pressure being in Wayne Gretzkyville. Like, that, that is fucked up and the guy is never going to get let go he deserves to be traded he wants to be traded so bad because Edmonton is so bad and they're just never going to give it to him it sucks and uh chances are that guy's going to retire without a fucking championship not on my board but I I do understand he is one of the best players in the NHL I didn't I was he's the he's the best one like far and away skill wise I mean the the stuff he's done in the past few years he's Probably of this generation, he's he's got to be up there. I was I was hoping the relative lack of hockey following would have him slip in my turnaround, so I'd, I'd steal him in the second round. But oh man! All right, now I got to no, really no, no. think my board. You could here. go. Um, you could go Jack. Uh, Jake. Jack Eichel. Jake Eichel. No, Jack Eichel. Yeah, Jack BU. Eichel. BU's finest. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have him on my <laughs> on list. On the Golden though, Knights. We'll on the Golden Knights. I knew that one. All right, my number two. I gotta go show some love for Nikola Jokic. Mm, and I had, with, I had him written down, but not yeah. Because he's another guy that I just don't see winning a final ever. And I, I, I that's because I don't think Dever is going to get him enough to do it. And he, the NBA is pretty weird. And while Jokic is a former MVP, I, I don't know if he ever matches 
like that season, right? But he's clearly someone that everyone loves. I mean, look he's at, having a great year this year too. Yeah, yeah, but look at look at him. All you need to do is watch a gif of him running, and that makes you want want him to be a champion so bad. I, yeah, I agree. He's he's one of the most talented centers to ever play the game for sure. Triple double machine. Yeah, I mean, like the the passing and vision he has, like from the center position, it's uh definitely a fun player to watch. What what I'm wondering is similar to the Chris Paul thing, but not quite the same. I don't think anyone you know dislikes him or dislikes playing with him. And maybe I'm just not like looking enough, you know, behind the scenes or other footage like that. But I feel like when it comes to the All Star game and stuff, you know players who are friends with each other are all like joking around. I, and that can come up huge in free agency as well. When like players want to play with each other that they're friends with. I don't know. Like, does Jokic, it, does he have like any friends like of other also, like, is anyone really going to come to Denver and like, Oh, I want to team up with Jokic. Like not to say they dislike him, but I don't know like where he stands socially. Not that that means everything, but I feel like that's something like not, a, not a lot of people talk about when it comes in to today's him. NBA. It might in today's NBA that might mean more than you think because that's the whole thing. Find a super team usually you want to build. Yeah. Um, unless you're a small market team from the Midwest that beats all odds and takes on <laughs> Giants all the way. But Giants. Uh, yeah. I, all right. Fourth pick, Jokic. I got it written down. My second pick coming up here. Um. Ooh, this is a tough one for me. And he was a late add to my board, so he's written down as my nine spot, but that was criminally disrespectful to him. So I'm going to take him with my second pick. I'm going to go Adrian Peterson. Um, Ooh, that's a solid pick. One yeah. of the best running backs of all time. Uh, just torched Green Bay all the time in Minnesota. Mm. And uh, maybe, maybe in his peak prime, best running back of all time. Like, you can get definitely, from a talent perspective, argue it. Was so fast, so strong. I think that he is staying in the league to try to just rack up as many records as he can now at this point. But I, I have him down, like I said, nine spot. Criminally know that he's way better than that on than most people on this list. And I decided I'm going to take him with my second-round pick. Yeah, I, I had him listed. I just didn't – I would have had him even higher. I just don't – I know he's, like, a free agent right now, but I feel like it's getting to the point – of course, he's still active, so I'm not, like, disputing his eligibility, but I just don't think he's going to – there's just no chance he's getting a championship at this point. In, no, in no, no, no way. Yeah. No way. No. He might be one of those Which guys stinks, like but... um like uh, Eric Weddle. You know, Weddle kind of got that, that playoff, you know, pickup. He, he could do it. I'm not saying that – you know, is a for sure thing. He, he's but, gonna get you a yard. I mean, if he needs to fall forward on the goal line, he's scoring. <laughs> he he did it this year still. I mean, so you never know. You never know. He's yeah. not an every down guy anymore, obviously. But short yeah. yard situation, I'd still take AP. I like him. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, Joe, you right, got so two picks in a two row now. now. All yeah. right. Hmm. All right. Uh. I, w- I was really expecting McDavid to still be here at this point. And, uh, <laughs> but I will go with, hmm, man. This is t- this is tough because personally, like, I won't lose any sleep if he never wins one. <laughs> but I think um, just given his, his talent and the 
where he stands like all time in the game as a current player. I'm going to, I'm going to put James Harden or I'm going to take James Harden on my board on my board. Cause I, I broke it down as like people who need, need it for their legacy. And also like those who just deserve it, even if they don't technically need it, you could argue if Harden really deserves it. Um, I think on the court, he's, he's the type of player that, uh, you know, he's impacted the league, just the, the way he's changed the game too, with just shooting and being an elite scorer, the, the way he is. Um, I don't know if he deserves it, you know, personality wise or anything like that, but in terms of legacy talk, uh, even though basketball is a team sport, it's so influenced by, you know, one or two star players. So for him to get one eventually would be huge for his legacy. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick him second, I think, uh, or my second pick. I, I, it's a good pick. Like I said, he's on my board. He's kind of a stat pattern. I mean, he's yeah. no Russell Westbrook with it, but I don't know if that ruined anyone's pick later on there. But he, to me, to me, he is like one of the most overrated players of all time because of his play. And I, I can understand why people would put James Harden on their list. He wouldn't even sniff my top, my top picks. He was he was on my board. I I I would see that there. James Harden's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer, uh, MVP. So he's guaranteed pretty much. That's what the NBA Hall of Fame Hall of Fame means. Uh, good pick. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Joe, your next pick. Yeah, I've got. Hmm. All right, I've got other basketball players here that I could think of, but I'm going to try to. I'll try to mix it up a little bit. Um, yeah, there's so many basketball dudes yeah. that you could realistically pick. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll mix it up though, because I think, ooh, all right, I, I'm sort of leaning between two, two guys, but I will go with the one who's been in the league longer, and I feel like more people like, and he probably has fewer chances left, if any. I don't think he has really any chance at this point. But I'm gonna go with uh, Matt Ryan. Ooh, on my board as well. Really? Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously it's a, it's a passer league. I feel like it's sort of like the, I feel like Matt Stafford with there, there's been a lot of debate about whether he fits in the hall of fame now, just because he's got a championship and Matt Ryan at least has an MVP and he's been a pretty solid starter for a long time. He's been with Atlanta his whole career that, that may change in the next couple seasons. But, uh, I feel like he's been, pretty likable and maybe not the best quarterback in the league or I mean except for 2016 but I don't think if even that year if said like generally who is the top five quarterbacks in the league I'm not even sure if he'd make that list but I think I think he deserves it just for what he's done with Atlanta and in the past you know 10 plus years to really turn them into a pretty solid franchise for the stretch they had there and like you said, he's got an MVP. So his best season beats Matt Stafford's best season, no matter what, right? Uh, on top yeah. of it. So I, I did have him on there. He was the seventh name I came up with off the dome. Uh, I, I think he's the most deserving quarterback without one in the NFL, for sure. Yeah. When yeah. I looked at it that way. I'm, I'm, I was going between him and someone else and I won't, I won't say who in case it, you know, spoils someone's pick, but, but yeah. All right, so my third pick now, I only have one other baseball person other than Mike Trout on the list, but if I took oh. him with the third pick, it would be a terrible pick, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to go J.J. Watt with the third pick. A little oh, bit of, damn it. A little bit of I didn't even, I need to write, write him down, but that's a good one. I had yeah. him on there. Three-time yeah. defensive player of the year. 
uh, was booed at his draft day when they took him with that 11th or 12th overall pick, one of those two. Dude was a freak. I mean, and there was a stretch there when he was healthy where he was playing everywhere, wherever they needed him, and just was making big plays. He was scoring touchdowns in the playoffs. He was catching touchdowns as a tight end. And now he's on this sad farewell tour in Arizona, which obviously he's not the same J.J. Watt as of old, but one of the best defensive players of all time. For sure. In his prime. So I think he was worthy of my third overall selection because I'm probably going to tank my draft with my fourth overall selection. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to take JJ Watt. So I don't mess up my third pick. That's a good one. Yeah. That, that was going to be my next pick too. So now uh, I'm kind of left looking uh, on the outside. here. There's a lot of good names I got left here actually to be, to be fair. So I could have a good player left, but I'm going to take, I'm not going to take them. I'm taking a different guy. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, My next, my next pick, I got to go in the baseball uh, territory here. I'm going to go with Joey Votto. Mm, That's a good one. Joey Votto is just, has been such a dominant baseball player and has played on the, the suckiest Reds teams I have seen um you know for the past you know 15 years he just just bad and you know this uh this season he had his 2000th 2000th hit god say that 10 times fast and it was kind of you know in the middle of a resurgence and those reds were were kind of a scary team at at times and unfortunately just could not get anywhere and I feel for Joey Votto really bad, real, real bad. I, I, um, I don't really, I, I saw him when I was looking for it. He didn't make my board cause I'm not a fan of him as a person. I think he's kind of an a-hole when he plays against the Brewers. And, uh, so that left him off my board, but he is deserving from his career standpoint, another MVP as well. And had a little bit of a comeback year for Joey Votto on top of it. I know Castellanos and Winker kind of stole the show and India even winning rookie of the year. So he was kind of on the back burner, but he he definitely was showing up in some moments this year for Cincinnati too. Yeah. Now, uh, now comes to my last pick and um, I, I don't know where I was going to go with this because man, I really thought I could get JJ Watt right there. Uh, So, I think I'm going to take the fan vote and mm. pander to this audience. And I'm taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's mm. go. Okay. Okay. I, I like the pick. All over the place. That is the unofficial mascot of Down the Wire. If he, his name wasn't uttered at some point, God damn it, I would have been mad. So give me Ryan Fitzpatrick. That dude deserves a championship belt to go around his beard. That's fair. That's for the brand. That's for the brand. So who are your, who was the last pick now? I forgot. You Ryan had, Fitzpatrick. Well, sorry, before that. Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Okay. I just wanted to write him down for you. Yeah, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, I think, the longest 
reigning player to not play in a playoff game, if that sounds right. Like he's been in the league and played the most games. Yeah, I think so. And has not played a playoff game. Mm -hmm. So at least give him a shot. You know what I mean? Which is probably never going to happen. But yeah, let him bring him in and let him take like the knee in the final play. He's got a degree from Harvard. So like who's really laughing at the end of the day? And he's gotten to play in the NFL for 20 years. So good for him. Uh, stop the epitome of what backup quarterback means. So <laughs> thank you, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for doing this. And Dave, thanks for taking a pandering pick because I'm going to as well now. Um, good, good. Not, we should all pick pandering picks. <laughs> not necessarily to the brand of football. I'm actually going to go back to basketball um, where there you might think I'm going for a real mainstream answer. I'm not. I'm going to take Alex Atetokounmpo. He's the last one that needs to win one. <laughs> oh, and, that's uh, fair. That's yeah, fair. So Alex Atetokounmpo, then every brother will have won a championship, and they all will have made it to the NBA. Solidifying them as the greatest sports family of all time. What else do you need? What else do you need? I mean, Giannis, Thanasis, and uh, Kostas all got one in the last two years. And now Alex is up. I mean, it's probably – where is he playing? Is he in Cleveland? Is that why he was – He's in a G League uh, oh, squad. Well, so I don't not know. anytime he's... soon is what you're saying. But No, no. no. And, and by the way, that is something I, I meant to say is that I know Giannis played in the skills competition. They should have just flew Kostas back in and right. had, like, all of them be a part of the damn – Somehow, uh, some way you know, to do it. I, uh, yeah, that was, that was an easy pick for me. Uh, I came up with them after we were talking about the skills challenge just for a second. And then I was like, I'm going to make that my last pick. I knew. Do it. Do I it. I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, Feed the haters. Feed them. I got, like I said, I have four players left on my board that I didn't pick. I'm interested to see who you guys are going to leave off here. Joe, round us out. Last pick. Yeah, I'm I'm super conflicted um, because – I could get, I, we left him with so many options. <laughs> it's like, shit, they took Connor McDavid and then they left me all this at the end. <laughs> I'm, do what, all right, so I'm, mm, so I'm, I'm thinking between another basketball player or I go with the hockey player and then I round out one from each of the big four. So, ooh, all right. I'll just I'll just go with the hockey player to to round things out, keep it keep it an even list, touch everything. Good. That's what I did too. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you should. Yeah, well, I was trying to win, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to do both, but I think this guy's very very deserving, even though his chances are kind of, well, actually, he might have a chance this year, but uh, Kodak Kodak Black favorite, well, potentially, I'm going with yes. Joe Thornton who's currently with the Florida Panthers. Excellent but pick. This is his, I don't know, 24th season in the NHL. He's 42 years old. He's, you know, at a minimal role. But, you know, back in his heyday, uh, he won an MVP. He's been a multiple, you know, first team, second team all-star, which is, you know, that any equivalent to, you know, all NHL essentially. Um, you know, he's led the league in assists three times, um, led the league in points one time. So he's been a been – a, top player he was with the sharks for a good chunk of his career and they had a couple cracks at the uh deep playoff runs but he never quite made it and he's a 
personality-wise, I want to say he's kind of like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the NHL, but a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> like he's just no, skill-wise. Who was that uh, coyote that they selected as like the all-star captain that one year through like me? Oh, yeah, John Scott. Yeah, yeah, John Scott. He's he's the Ryan Fitzpatrick right there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Thornton, he's you know he's got bushy you know facial hair. He's you know forty something years old and uh, really loved everywhere he goes. He's been sort of bouncing around the league the past couple of years trying to. He was on Toronto last year. They were a contender. Florida this year is going to be a contender in the playoffs. So he's Kind of ring chasing, but he deserves it. I mean, he he needs to get one. He's been a you know great player in the league. So, uh, so I wasn't sure where you, you were going to go with that because there there actually are a fair amount of NHL players mm-hmm. that deserve uh, deserve it just because they were so fun to watch. The one that I had in mind was PK Subban. Mm. Um, you know, Subban has always been that guy. Subban's boyfriend, ex boyfriend, I think actually. But he's always been that that personality and uh, would have would love to see that guy win a ring. Yeah. All right. So rounding it out, Mike Trout, Chris Paul, Connor McDavid, Nikola Jokic, Adrian Peterson, James Harden, J.J. Watt, Joey Votto, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Atticumpo, Joe Thornton. And Matt Ryan. Solid list. Oh, where did I miss Matt Ryan? He was after James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. So after James Harden, Matt Ryan. Thank you. That's why I run it down. That's why I, that's why I run it back, just to make sure we have everyone. Who, who are think, we missing out there? Because we definitely got some honorable. Okay. Men. Well. Oh, yeah. I've first got, of all, I got. I got. I got I'll, I'll I'll throw one out there. Carmelo Anthony, like, mm-hmm. was had to make everyone's list. I right? had him on there. I had him on there. Well, uh, he's, yeah. He's kind of my. He's kind of my uh, James Harden. He's like another one that I. Yeah, I, I, he would be higher. In fact, he might make that like potential like 10 round list, but it's not going to be very high for me. I, I agree. He's another guy who maybe a little over a phenomenal scorer in his heyday. Sure. But as an overall basketball player, maybe a little overrated, a little. Um, higher ranked basketball player I had on the list, Damian Lillard. I was thinking um, of him. If I didn't pick a Thornton, that's who I was going to go with. That's yeah. where I was kind of mixing up with uh, Fitzpatrick because that dude's so loyal to his city. Good on I him. Yeah. Love, I love watching him play. Having a, you know, the last few years have been, or two years, year and a half or so, have been a little rough. But I mean, he was the best point guard in the NBA in 2019, in my opinion. I, he was so fun to watch. And he's going to get a squad next season. I, I know they're making room for him. They want to help him out. Uh, my only other. I had a football and a baseball player. These are my last two guys. The football player I had said he was still active, but I'm not sure. Frank Gore, um, he's third all time on the rushing list. Like he's, you talk about a guy who's just staying around for stats, like Frank Gore. Um, and the only other baseball player I had, um, kind of an outlier, like I said, Nelson Cruz. I, I would like mm. Nelson Cruz to get a ring, and that was my preface to you joe with uh, milwaukee affiliate because we did draft gotcha. milwaukee we did draft nelson cruz and he played for us for one year never hit a home run for us so it didn't really matter <laughs> but i i mean the guy just keeps getting better even he and now that you know and he could go play in the nl now if he wanted to dh uh he that's we'll get to would, that in a second he might get a job he might get a job next year still yeah because now every team needs a dh so that was that was the board i had 
11 guys. Uh, we picked all of them except for those four. Yeah, I uh, I had a decent amount of names. Um, I put I put Russell Westbrook up there just because if, if Harden and Lillard are up there, he's, you know, I, I get, of course, especially this year, people have mixed opinions on him. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of his impact on basketball and those years in Oklahoma City were so fun. So I considered him as well. I have a. Uh, I have Josh Allen up there as well. Not that I think it's like desperate at this point for him. And that's why I went with Matt Ryan. Cause like he's been in the league longer and really doesn't have any more chances where Josh Allen easily could in the next few years, if Buffalo keeps it together. But I think in terms of quarterbacks left in the league that don't have one and probably deserve one, he's I, probably up there, I'd say. Um, and then who else? I've got uh, Zach Greinke. Uh, I, had, I, I almost put him, almost put him on my board. I have uh, Jacob DeGrom. Um, for sure. That was my guy, one. Yeah. Okay. I have a uh, Julio Jones, uh, Garrett Cole. Uh, not that I think he deserves one. Like some of these guys, I think it's more like need versus deserve. I was trying to like go both ways. Does um, Garrett Cole not have one? He didn't get one with um with the Astros. No, he was uh he wasn't on the 2017 team, and oh, then he lost in 2019. That. Yeah. Um, and then I also add. Sort of like in the Josh Allen category, but like uh, I put I put uh, Tatis on my list just because mm. Juan Soto has one, Acuna technically has one, so you know he sort of needs to throw himself in the mix eventually. But could be like a Mike Trout situation where you know the team around him can't figure it out, and he's just a great player on a bad team. Um, and then I had I had Shohei Otani, you know that'd be cool to see him win one. I, I don't think he really yeah. needs it, but uh, for sure. And then who else? I had uh, Nathan McKinnon, who's on the Avalanche. He's a really good player in the NHL as well. And then uh, I also had like Luca and Bryce Harper, like just guys who are young and still Ooh, Bryce time, Harper's but, not a bad one. Okay. But yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, put them as high priority on there. I I thought about Bryce Harper. I did have Degrom and uh, Granke on there because though I love Zach Granke. I always have like uh, mm-hmm. liked them a lot. Um, I didn't put Harper on there though because. The meme of the SpongeBob looking out the window with Bryce Harper to the to the Nationals after oh, they I, won it the year he left was just yeah. what probably one of my favorite memes of all time. Uh, I I know that's that's weird, but uh, I don't even know if that's the best Bryce Harper meme from that when he literally said, "I want to bring a championship back home to Washington" in his Philly presser, and then Washington won the championship the next year. Yeah. So good. That's so good. Meme. That was fun. Uh, that was a, that was a great time. But the, I have uh, Robbie Gold uh, for oh, my football yeah. pick because yeah. dude, dude's been everywhere. And Tom knows we are big Robbie Gold fans. And uh, even though he played for the Bears for all that time, Robbie Gold is a guy that was solid Robbie Gold and Phil Dawson. I mean, Phil Dawson, dude, love Phil Dawson. And then uh, I brought him up a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you were listening, Joe, but Keith Yandel being the Iron Man oh, yeah. that he is, uh, I don't believe he has a title, right? I, I, if I n- remember correctly, but no, 971 games right now. That dude is a boss. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a. Yeah, no. He's he's a. I have no like real real opinions on him personally, but uh, th- that many games, especially in today's NHL, where you know they. It's full of tough guys. People will break their nose and still be out in the next game. But the but it's just so physical, more so you know now than ever. And uh, to last that long and not miss a game is just insanely impressive. 
Yeah. I think we murdered that draft. That was, that was pretty fun. good. That was a good. That one. was good. That was a good draft. Let's get into it. We'll post that to, uh, today. I'll say because even though it'll be tomorrow for us, but we'll post that tonight uh, as well on Twitter. Let's get to some of this baseball lockout stuff real quick. Uh, talk about that for a bit. Does not look good for March 31st start date right now. I think good. we can all agree on that. Um, they're going to need a deal done this week if that even wants to be flirted with. Um, and I don't see that happening. They're off by hundreds of millions of dollars on where they want to be. So I, I will have a short baseball season for two out of the last three seasons now. Uh, I'm not very happy about that, especially I like, I know for me and Dave, we could probably say it's probably one of our favorite sports to watch. And Joe, we obviously work together in the industry. So, and this summer was like the most I've ever been into baseball. Yeah, so I, I, I'm really kind of concerned about it for a sport that's already on the brink of dying as well. You would think like they're trying to work together to get some content out there. They don't care. They don't care. But let's talk about some of these new, uh, this new rule, these new rules proposed in the CBA, specifically this playoff format. Um, the, the way it's going to work out is what they're talking about, at least, is a 14 team playoff, which Ugh. is just about as much. Was, is that more than COVID year? Did COVID year only have 12? Or did COVID have 14? No, there was, has uh, never been 14. No, no, COVID had a that the or 2020 was eight teams per league, so 16. Okay, so it was that many. That's what I mean. I knew it was yeah. a, there was a lot COVID year, but it was, it was 16. Yeah. The way they want to do it is so it's going to be seven teams from each to each league. Rather, we'll make it. The team with the best record is going to get a buy in the wild card round, while. Two other division winners and top wildcard teams uh, are going to – are rather, two other division winners will get to pick their wildcard opponent from a three-game wildcard series. On top of that, those division winners will host all three games. There will be no road games for them for winning the And I would assume game. the higher seed that's left over in those seven teams will also get – three home games as well. And uh, the the series, the three series winners and the team with a bye will then be the divisional round. So they want to expand this wild card round to try to get more into it. And I am a big no for this. I, I don't like more teams making it like that way. I thought the way they expanded the wild card was really good when they did a one game exciting fashion like let's break it open here any any, any teams ball and then they got to play the best team from there i i don't like this new format if that goes through with it we talked about the draft lottery and the universal dh also being involved in it last week i think maybe it was two weeks ago we talked yeah. about it but give me your thoughts on this postseason uh maybe other lockout news with the mlb when do you think the season's going to start? I don't, I don't know. What what else do we got to talk about with it? We're losing at least a month of the regular season. I just don't see this happening at all. And uh, to be frank, with the way that it's going right now, 
I wouldn't be surprised if we lose a huge chunk of this season. One month is already a pretty large and uh, large chunk, and I think it could be substantially more. Now, getting into the playoff format, we well, let's just get into the new changes in the CBA that's already been you know good. Um, I don't mind the draft lottery; it's okay, sure. DH, I'm actually for it. I know a lot of people aren't because they like the, ooh, the the strategy, the chess game. Eh, fuck that. I, I want to see pitchers pitch. And if it means they last longer because of that, I think that to me is a better um, is, is a better thing. Now, this whole playoff format is just bad. It's bad on so many levels because, one – we are already into November with the World Series. If we have these extra games, there is a strong probability, not a possibility, a probability that we go to a neutral site for these World Series games. And that, to me, sounds fucking awful. Send that sounds on. like the worst thing ever. You don't, you don't like that idea, really. You don't like you like neutral sites? I think it could be interesting. Like if they did it, you know, in Omaha or Field of Dreams type style, whatever thing. Field of Dreams I, only works with one team. I get one it. I get it. I, I, I get it. You can't go to Field of Dreams for the World Series. But I'm just saying, to that neutral site extent, it's not good for the markets because then you're not going to have the same people. They already the have a bad time trying to market this sport. It, this is so regional that it, that's one reason why baseball is dying is because they cannot market it at all. They are the worst league by far out of the big four. And you could arguably, arguably say that they're even less down the line than, you know, something like fucking MLS, MLS hockey, fucking the, that's the hockey, sorry, soccer, major league soccer gets more love at times than baseball does. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, the, I, I agree with the neutral site thing. I think the, the whole appeal, I'm sure it's the World Series, people are going to go, but I feel like the, the best part of all the championships that, that is different from the Super Bowl, even though the Super Bowl is, you know, one of the biggest sports events in, in America, if not the biggest, is that it's become so corporate. And of course, the past few years, it's been at, it just happened to be at the home stadium of one of the teams, but it being at a neutral site, I get they make an event out of it. I know that fans are going to travel to it, but the tickets are so expensive and there's so many people not affiliated with the teams that I, at it's this not point, one I, game. I don't, if, if Washington ever made it and you know, that's now we're really speaking about hypotheticals that probably aren't going to happen anytime soon, but if they ever made it, I don't think I'd want to go like a, yeah, it'd be fun to go and watch, but it, in terms of the money that I'd have to pay down, and and of course all finals games are expensive. But when the when the Caps were in the Stanley Cup final in 2018, there's no neutral sites. It's just like NBA and the World Series and and uh, and uh, why am I blanking on the other sports? Uh, NBA World Series. Well, the NFL it was the last two years. Super Bowl. So. Right. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I was so yeah, I was there um and it was at in a Capital One Arena. And sure the tickets were expensive, but it was 
an electric atmosphere because it's a mostly home crowd and there's not a few, sure, there's some corporate seats and stuff like that, but no way, but everywhere you look around, it was the most electric environment I've ever been to in a live sports game because it's a championship game. It's a championship match. And you lose that when you go to a neutral site because there might be fans there, but it's, it then spreads out a little bit more and there's not as much passion there. And I think, I think it should remain in those regional markets because it is such a regional sport that they've been isolating for, for so long now. Especially well, in a best of seven series. You know what yeah. I mean? Super Bowl is one game. Seven yeah, that, that makes games. Sense. Yeah. The, we, we talked on three man weave last week, Dave, and I think Chris Platt said it really well that if you like baseball, it's because your dad or your grandpa liked baseball kind of thing. It's, it's the pastime, right? Is how they still market it. Gets all it is, is America's pastime. And it's passed down. Like you, you don't get into baseball if someone wasn't into it before you, really. It's a hard sport to do. You can't really watch it on TV unless it is one of those playoff games that you kind of got to be invested the whole time. Uh, but it's so much fun to go in person to these because you can be very chilled, relaxed, and you're just waiting for the crack of the bat. Way super kid-friendly atmosphere to bring it to if you, you know, something like that. Um, the way Major League Baseball is going about this, it, they have to make a move quick because, like we said, this is not good for the sport right now to lose games on top of it. They have probably some of the best talent they've ever had, if not the best talent in the league right now uh, than they have in a while, maybe since the steroid era. And they're not marketing these players well. Tatis helped a little bit. Shohei helped a little bit. But now here we are. We were just talking about it. He was the number one pick. And I don't know if many baseball fans can pick Mike Trout out of a lineup. I mean, they they, they did a terrible job marketing Mike Trout over the last decade. And they've already switched to new guys because they didn't want to promote him like they could have and how amazing and effective he was for the sport. I, adding more playoff teams, I think baseball's playing the angle of, Playoff ratings will be higher. We will make more money if we have more teams in the playoffs because more people will be invested at that time. I, I still think it's just a lazy effort, a lazy effort at least. Yeah, and I think that's, um, you know, I don't disagree with any of the the takes about, you know, how they're marketing the game and what they're doing for it. I, I'm with everyone else that it's just been terribly mismanaged this whole time. But one thing I hadn't even thought about until now is, Tommy, you just said, you know, people who are into baseball now – you know, it was sort of passed down to them from their, you know, their fathers and grandfathers and whoever. Thank you, Chris Platt, for but, a good line. Right, yeah. And so so in that sense, if you look at it on the flip side, you know, people keep on saying that baseball's dying. And, of course, the, you know, the organizationally, the the approval rating is probably at an all-time low. Is it is it really dying, though? Because are the people who are going to pass it down to the next generation, are they just going to stop watching baseball because it's mismanaged? Obviously, they're going to be upset about it. But if that same core, you know, generation who got it passed down to them, chances are they're still going to pass it down to the next uh, generation. And if it stays like intact, as far as as far as growing the game and growing the audience, sure, there's not going to be much potential for that. But is it dying, dying? I, I don't well, know if that's like, I think the, the big play with baseball is how much of a nerd game it's turned into on top of it. And that's really helping them because they have stats that don't exist in any other sport. 
and they're almost more important than the stats that we know as baseball stats. I mean, obviously everyone knows home runs is an important stat. Yes, RBI is still an important stat, but like war, WOBA, like FIP, like, you know, they got all these weird ass stats that Bofa, really, yeah. yeah, that are really important to the game now. And Bofa needs nuts. It, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see if someone, if someone bit on that, but no, went, went in the fold. All right. And, Sorry. Uh, keep going. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to like about the sport. If you, are so invested in baseball. If you like baseball, there is so many numbers and so many things. You can predict a lot of shit that's going to happen. And uh, that's the good angle I think baseball has, but that's also because of the time baseball has. And they've played this game for 150 fucking years or whatever the hell it is now that it's down to a science. Uh, They know the game like that. I'm sure football and basketball will both get there if they make it another 50 years or something like that. But baseball stat technology is really 50 years ahead of schedule. So that's the thing that really helps them. Um, But as far as growing the sport to a new audience, they are definitely the worst. I mean, look at what the NBA is so good at it. I think that if you have an NBA town, you're invested in that team. Now it's, it's, it's a part of the culture there. Whereas baseball there's so many games. There's so many things to keep track of. There's a minor league system. Like it's a lot to take in all of that stuff if you're not already aware of it. Yeah, I think the the since you mentioned the draft, that's another part of fan engagement with the. It happens in hockey too, but in the in MLB more so. The first overall picks, you know, the so-called you know game changing talents that are coming to your franchise. Casual fans aren't going to see them for another three to four years. We talked about this last week, Jared, how difficult that is because of it. Yeah, or like NFL, NBA, you know, these guys are stars on the team or starting, you know, in the rotation right away. So that's a, I mean, there's no real real way to change that. But yeah, it does. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse, especially if Manfred gets his way with just destroying the minor league system. And, and everything that it stands for. I, I don't know what they Well, they already cut the draft. That. They cut the draft in half. They went from 40 to 20 rounds. Um, they cut the team's COVID year or the year before even. They cut It was only five rounds. Teams. Yeah, in like 2020, it was only like five rounds or something like that. So they, it's it's a big shit show. Rob Manfred's obviously the worst commissioner in pro sports. And... He, he has not helped this game at all. And it was really hard because not a lot of people liked Bud Selig, but holy shit, do we wish we had him back. Yeah. All right. Should we get to, uh, are we going to do hot takes? Yeah, hot do a hot takes take real fast. Um, I have one for the week. I had, there was a, this, we're going to go back to NBA um, basketball. For my hot takes. Take my hot takes, you son of a bitch. LeBron James. It came out that he was going to stick Uh, around to play with Bronny Jr. This is what uh, I had down to. And (laughs) that he was going to probably retire with Bronny. And then that will be his last year. Now, a lot of people are, like, making Sam Presti memes right now. 
on top of it because of all the draft picks he has. And they're like Sam Presti trading all the way up to the first overall pick to get Bronny just so he can get (laughs) LeBron. And he might be onto something there. He might. But my hot take is a little different. I'm going to say right now, LeBron James will be an MVP candidate when he plays with Bronny Jr. still. I could buy that. I mean, it's LeBron James. The dude just That's doesn't like slow down. That's like four years away. I mean, he'll be in his 40s or whatever. He'll be fine. Vince Carter was still playing with some fairly decent level of of game when he retired at, uh, what, 42, I think it was, 43. So it's LeBron James. The dude's a fucking freak of nature. We have touted him as the greatest NBA basketball player of all time. The least we can do is say that he'll be an MVP going uh, into his final season. Uh, or an MVP candidate. Is he going to be like an actual candidate, though? Because, I mean, I feel like there's, with voter fatigue in the past, you know, 10 years, when's the last time he won MVP? Like 2014 or so? Yeah, honestly, he should have 10 of them if it's going to be real. Like, he he could have. like. Well, you know, that's like the unwritten rule in the NBA is that you're not allowed to have a back-to-back MVP, which is just the most bullshit thing. And that's why we got Derrick Rose's terrible MVP year. Should have been Dwight Howard. Fuck off. It should have been LeBron James. (laughs) But, um, uh, that was, that was I, my, Joe, do you got a comment on it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, well, mine, mine was actually going to be similar. I don't, I don't know if he's going to respond to that. I don't know if he'll be like MVP candidate, even like statistically. I think he'll still be sort of like when Jordan was with the Wizards, like, uh, he was still putting up like 20 something points per game and like was a, was an all-star. Even if, even if it was for his name recognition, I think he'll still be an all-star caliber, caliber player. I don't know if he'll be in, like, the top five by the time he's 40, but I could, you know, I think he'll still be. I mean, if he's averaging, like, like 25, 7, and 6, and he's 40-some years old, they're going to like that a lot. Yeah, I I guess physically, you know, and with how much he invests in his body, yeah, I I guess I could see that happening. But my my hot take, which I I don't have so much weight behind this, this is just more my my thinking in itself, but um, my, my take is with... Uh, once Bronny comes out uh, into the out of you know college, high school, wherever he's able to enter the league from, uh, the two of them will be going to the Washington Wizards. And this isn't me like, oh, I can't wait to. I hope he comes here. I hope LeBron comes to the Wizards. I'm just saying that based on the Wizards front office and how their ownership works, this is the exact type of move they would make for yes. a theoretically over the hill LeBron James, who might still be an effective player. Michael but Jordan, same thing. If, right. Yes. Yeah, but, but, um, they have a track record. Yeah. And, and the, the best part is, you know, Bronny isn't looking like a first round talent, at least as of right now, from everything that, you know, people have been saying. Some people have been making memes like, oh, so LeBron's going to go to Australia or Greece to play with, uh, his son because <laughs> they don't think he's going to make it in the NBA. But if it's still, if it's still at that point and he doesn't have a first round grade, even if at best he's a second rounder, I can totally see the Wizards either trading up or using their first round pick to take him, adding LeBron James, and just being a middling team at best to just sell as many tickets to market LeBron and his son because that's all they care about. They drafted Rui Hachimura, Rui Hachimura to tap into the Japanese market. Denny Avdia for his they're they play into the foreign markets so much and they're fine players I don't, I don't hate them as draft picks and they're they could develop into solid pieces 
And I, I don't want to say they were like wrong moves at the time. Um, but you can tell that that was definitely a factor, like a major factor in, in them because right now the Wizards fan base is pretty apathetic in DC. They haven't really done anything relevant in over 40 years. They haven't been a relevant team. They had some, a couple runs, I guess you'd say with Wall and Bradley Beal, you know, five, five plus years ago. But in the grand scheme of things, they haven't been a relevant team in over 40 years. So they're, their biggest play now is just to sell as many tickets as possible through whatever angle and whatever lens. And this is just the, this would be the crown jewel of like the Ted Leonsis ownership of the wizards is getting LeBron James and his son and winning 42 games, maybe in the plane. <laughs> and then that that's it. And just He's selling wrong, of LeBron jerseys. They have this track record. They did this with Michael Jordan and they did this with uh, Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown, like, by all standards, like, people were like, don't draft Kwame Brown. He's not that first overall pick type dude. And they, they drafted him anyways because they thought they could get some some love out of it. And I know that Jordan kind of wanted him too, which more or less led to all this shit. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, this is, this is true. I think that if there's a number one guy or number one team to pick – it's probably Washington. All right. So it looks like Dave's buying your hot take. Dave, what's your hot take this week? All right. my I didn't bring it up earlier, but here's my hot take. The NBA dunk contest needs to go away. And mm. I don't know whether it be for five years or just like permanently, like semi-permanently until we feel like we need a dunk contest again. But I think that the dunk contest needs to go away. We've seen all the dunks we could possibly want to see without things getting like freak of nature, like legit freak of nature, like something like there's fucking witchcraft going on outside of that. What what else do we want? We're going to see the same dunks that we see. And every once in a while we get that we're like, some dude decides to throw on a cape and then do one of Vince Carter's dunks. Like, who gives a flying fuck? And the dunk contest has gotten so stale. Uh, I know that, like I just said, two years ago, I was all for it. Sure. But, uh, you know, maybe like Joe was speaking to that you just need some guys that can actually go. But I, I don't think there is that anymore. And especially as players get better and higher in tier you know rankings of like greatest active players they're just going to drop out and not actually do the dunk contest yeah i agree i don't think it has any appeal to any star players at all like why would yeah. i go out there and try to do something that could possibly hurt me like so they you know there you say get john Morant. i don't think john Morant's I think in his contract, they're going to be like, don't you dare fucking. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm like, just saying if, if that's how they wanted to bring interest back, they've got to get actual like name brand players, but yeah, sure. I, who knows if for any sure. of them are going to want to do it. It's, yeah. And uh, I don't even think if two, two guys would be enough. I think you need like a full stacked lineup. If you can get four guys like that might bring interest, but again, you're going to see some half-ass dunks. I, I, you got no complaints from me. Get rid of the dunk contest. Like I said, I liked the revamped skills challenge. I, I thought it did help that part of it a little bit. And the three point contest, sure. Let's just add more balls to get more points. Okay, cool. Dunk contest was really lame and everyone knew it. Judge, shout out 
to the judges who did not hold back this year. Uh, Dominique Wilkins. Uh, I forget who else was fucking there, but that was Julius Irving, uh, David Robinson. I know like those guys shout out to them for straight up, just like giving sixes across the board and others. They weren't you know, shit. Right. And you know, the dunk contest, it's like, Hey, look, give him a 10. It's a 10. Yeah. It's like, you know, so shout out to them for putting the dunk contest on blast. Cause it sucked. Yes. All right, Dave, let's get to this game. We got like, we're at like an hour 40 already. So we got to, let's try to hustle a little bit here. Sure, 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 sure. All right, guys. Uh, I made up a smaller Jeopardy board. We're going to do some, uh, sports Jeopardy. I, the, Tom, I, I sent you the list. Uh, if you I, could I did send not that. Get it. Bruh. Oh, I just got it right now. Okay. You fuck here. You, you had it. You just didn't look at your phone. Send okay. that to Joe real fast. Uh, as I explain uh, how this is going to kind of work out. Uh, so I have four categories. These four categories are genuine draft, which are going to be draft steals in the NFC, uh, NFL. I also have damn it baseball because baseball is just full of nonsense this year, especially. So it's just going to be uh, ridiculous things in this NFL. I uh, also has hazardous contracts. These are some of the worst contracts in NBA history. All right. Okay. And Dave's favorite things. And uh, you'll get to obviously know what that one is. Uh, there are four categories with four potential options. So uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to have one of you guys pick this one. You'll get a chance to guess. If you get it wrong, the other person gets the chance to steal. Are we going to alternate? Or if you get it right, you keep control of the board? Alternate. We're going to okay. go through it all. Yep. All right. Uh, Joe, you want the first pick? Like, you're the guest again. Go ahead. I'll let you take uh, whatever you want. Sure. I think I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage right out of the gate with, uh, since, uh, Dave, you're not my brother, so I may not know your favorite things, but you you know, might we'll, not get we'll go for it. <laughs> Dave's um, favorite things right there already? First I'll, pick. I'll go with uh, hazardous contracts for 300. Hazardous Ooh. contracts for 300. All right, here we go. Even though he had only played in eight games in the 2007-2008 season, this Washington Wizards, son of a Washington bitch. Wizards, gave this man a six-year, $111 million deal to Gilbert Arenas. But as a condition for this contract, they were forced to give a four-year, $50 million deal to this Tar Heel who last played in 2013 with the L.A. Clippers. Oh, oh it's as a result of that deal. Oh, because I'm – oh, is it Gilbert Richard Arenas? Lewis? Uh, no, that is not oh, correct. That would have been my guess. But Go ahead. This Tar Heel four-year – And by the it, way, I'm not subtracting money value or, or nothing. Uh, yeah, um, man, who was this? this? I, the only name that like came to mind is definitely didn't go to UNC. I, I got nothing. I, I really don't have a guess. I, I don't. All right. Uh, the correct answer is actually Anton Jameson. Oh, oh you know, yeah. I fucking wanted to say a Mecca Okafor and I knew it wasn't him, but the ball got like, damn it. I, yeah. I saw the face. I saw the face. That, Gilbert Arenas that... actually forced them to sign that, uh, Antoine oh, Jameson. Oh, I thought, I thought it was, 
because uh, Arenas was traded to the Magic, and then they got Richard Lewis, and he like I think they might have signed him after that, and it was just wasn't a good. So I was thinking of that. Isn't like I, I was by association they had to they had to get him, but I I don't know. I like Jameson. I didn't think he was. I don't think that was a hazardous. Con- he had some good years. Yeah, but the Gilbert Arenas contract was very hazardous. That's okay. So when you, I, I got you. When you compile them together. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take Dave's favorite things for 100. Dave's favorite things for 100. My favorite basketball player is of all time, by the way, is this Doug Contest champion and longtime Toronto Raptor. Um. This dunk contest champion and longtime Toronto Raptor. Oh. Fuck, Joe knows it too. I'm I, surprised you don't know this. Is it Vince Carter? It's Vince Carter. Okay, like <laughs> I, I was about to say, how the okay, fuck? Okay, I didn't know, know. I didn't know. Like that one scared me. I, I, it was. You went UNC last question, UNC again, so it was worrisome. All right, that's a hundred points. Okay, what, what UNC again? There was no UNC. Vince Carter, didn't he go to – oh, no, he went to – no, he went to UNC, didn't he? Oh, I thought you meant, like, because I mentioned UNC. Like, I didn't even I say just, that in my thing. No. All right, okay. Tom, you are up You are up 100. All right. I got, I'm uh, writing it down, too, just to be sure. All right, go ahead, Joe. All right. Um, let, let's do Damn It Baseball for 200. Oh, that's Try a good it. category. Damn It Baseball for 200. All right. In 2000, in a 2010 game in Detroit, umpire Jim Joyce in the ninth inning ruined this perfect game bid for the this Detroit Tigers pitcher. Oh, I, I know the answer. You better get this. I know the guy. I, I know who. I forgot the. I forgot his name. Um. Ah, <laughs> uh, what was his name? If you give the last name, I think that's fair game. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely allow that. Oh my god! <laughs> like I, I know exactly what happened, and I, but I, I, I can't think of his name right now. I'm, yeah, that's unfortunate. Who is Galarraga? Armando Galarraga yeah. is correct. Yeah. I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't gonna think of that, but yeah, I watched I, that game for some fucking reason. I watched that game and remember just going, what, what? Like yeah, I was, got a, and then he got, and then uh, didn't. Dallas braided no Roy Halladay threw the perfect game like a week later and he got like the pitcher's mound from the game and then Galarraga got a brand new car from the umpire so it was like (laughs) really because that's the thing is that the next out they got him right so they they should amend this and give him the perfect game I I'm normally not one to do that they should absolutely amend that and give Armando Galarraga a perfect game it should have been but no, that's your right, baseball, Tom. baby. That's you. I'm going to go, let's go genuine draft for 300. Genuine draft for 300. The reason why this player fell to round five and was the 165th overall pick in the 2016 draft was because of accusations of breaking his son's arm. Oh, that's a $300 question. He's not going to get it. Is this a Maryland product? Is this Stefan Diggs? Only, oh, God. Go, I don't know. Steal it, Joe. He's not, it's a Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill. Mm, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, we're yep. all tied up. 
Just like that. that. It kind of worked out nicely that way. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I get. I guess I didn't know that story really. And now everyone's it, like, it a uh, recent? Or no, no, no. Wasn't? Well, of course, we're debating the. <laughs> neither one is good, but I. I don't know if the draft story was like his pregnant girlfriend, and then once he got into the NFL, there was something going on with his kid. But either way, it's not. You know, it's not good. But I didn't yeah. know any. I mean. No surprise by any means yeah. for Tyreek Hill being an asshole, but yeah, I did not know. I guess no I charges know were him. ever filed, by the way. I guess I didn't know that he had any draft day controversy around him, but I knew Stephon yeah. Diggs was a fifth round pick or a sixth round pick, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, he was a fifth rounder. Yeah. So I just figured I'd shoot that in the dark too. Yeah, not wrong. Not like super wrong, I guess. Uh, Joe, it's your turn. Rebuttal. Um. All right, I'll I'll go genuine draft one hundred. All right, this might be the easiest question of all time. Ten Super Bowl appearances, seven rings, five MVPs from arguably the biggest draft steal of all time, this 2006 round pick. Fuck. Oh. I was. I, I wanted to make it, uh, Tom Brady. I want the. Points, yeah. Okay. But, um, okay. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> Were you just drawing this out? I, yeah, I was, was. Yeah. I was. I was drawing it. Out. Oh. I wanted to say like Rashard Lewis again, but I, I didn't want to <laughs> risk losing the points. So yeah. It was only a hundred. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's pretty easy, I yeah. guess. Um, How could I not put him on there for that category? It's, it's easily the best one. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's go back. I'll go back to Dave's favorite things for three hundred. Um, Joe's currently at 400. I'm at 300. All right. My favorite baseball player of all time is this former Chicago White Sox pitcher who is a five-time All-Star, four-time Golden Glove winner, a World Series champion, and pitched not only a no-hitter, but a perfect game as well. This is Mark Burley? Correct answer, Mark Burley. Let's go. The perfect game kind of gave it away. I was thinking Chris Sale for most of it, and then the perfect game obviously kind of like had to go Mark Burley there. But fair, yeah, I, I, I was I thinking thought... Sale for a bit, but yeah, Mark okay. Burley deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and I think he gets in. Just saying. Ooh, okay, yep. that's a hot take. All right, go ahead, Joe. Um, all right, I've been having good luck with this category. I'll do genuine draft for two hundred now. Two hundred. A seventh-round pick in 1990, this Hall of Famer was the epitome of how his position has evolved over the years, leading Denver to their first two Super Bowl titles as well as the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Um, is it uh, Shannon Sharp? Shannon Sharp. Right. Wait a, mm, wait a nice nail. one. That I, that one. I mean. I think that Tyreek Hill question was probably easier to Joe. Like that one was a good one. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's mainly because it's more recent. I mean, I think uh, once I I didn't get until Broncos uh, Ravens, and I just want to be sure that I wasn't overlooking anyone. But yeah, seventh round pick for Shannon Sharp. What a guy! Right? Yeah. Okay. People forget. We still have all the four hundred questions left, right? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um. You only have done one for uh, Damn It Baseball and uh, one for Hazardous Contracts. Yeah, I'm going to – okay, I'm going to go Dave's favorite things for 400 again. I'm trying to win. (laughs) Joe, you might be able – unfair category. 
This one is purposely at 400 because I figured Tom was going to pick this. Uh, you might just snag a 400. My favorite hockey player of all time is this Chicago Blackhawks star who was the first overall pick in 2007 NHL draft and oh, was voted right. as one of the top 100 players of all time. <laughs> awesome. If everyone could see Tom's face right now, he is shitting bricks. There is no way he pulls this out of his ass. Is it Jonathan Taves? Oh. You know what? That is surprisingly good. Oh. But no. Shit, that's the only guy I knew. It's uh, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, baby. Fuck, that's the other one. <laughs> Kaner. Mm. I love me some Patrick Kane. God that's damn. tough. That's uh, uh, damn it. So what is it? A thousand to 600 right now? Yes. All right. And Joe has the board. That's tough. Um, That's tough. <laughs> I'll do a uh, hazardous contracts for how, which of those categories or did which of those numbers is taken? I think, right? 300. 300. So you have um, one, two, and four. I'll, I'll do a uh, hazardous contracts for, for one. Try to try to up, All the, right. up my lead. In 2016, the New York Knicks offered a four-year, $72 million contract to this former Chicago Bull, who ended up playing only a total of 95 games, including only 40 minutes total in the second year of his deal. Okay. I, I think I know for sure who it is, but I know there are two former Bulls on that. Uh, Derek Rose? Mm, no, not in 2016. Oh, what's the other one? Who I'm thinking Joakim of? Noah. Yeah, Joakim I was, th- Noah. I was thinking ah, the two of them. Let's go. Derrick Rose had a pretty good year for the Knicks. So, like, I, know. I, I knew he. Yeah, I, I, I was literally going back and forth between both of them. But uh, when I, yeah, I guess the years I got mixed up. I, but, I yeah. Derrick Rose was like the first name, but then like. Knowing the category a little bit, like I, I joke, you know, obviously was the other one too. I was thinking of as well. Yeah, it, it's oh. a little bit of a trick one there because there's definitely one or the other, right? Yeah, I was thinking Shit. of both of them. Darn it! Let's go genuine draft for 400 to finish the category. All right, right? F- wrapping it up. This 191st pick in the sixth round has been a mainstay at center since being drafted in 2011. Even more surprising was the draft steal in 2013 with his brother. I was writing it down while you were going because uh, I knew it before you even said that. Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey is correct. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I was writing it down because I wanted to, like, show it up before you finish because I knew you were going to throw something at the end there maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I, I did know it right away, I think. Oh, the, the fact that you had it before that, like, I tried to throw something in there to make sure people – Fucking have some idea. <laughs> okay. All right. Genuine drafts all cleared out. I got the lead back thanks to the Derrick Rose answer. So. Yeah, one. Oh. 100 up. <laughs> That's fine. I got it back. I'm back in this, baby. All right. So what we got. Yeah, what's left? Nothing uh, left You have one, draft, three, right? and four for damn it baseball, two and four for hazardous contracts, and two for my favorite things. Um. Uh, I'll go. How how much are you ahead, Tommy? Just a hundred. A hundred. Hmm. 
I'll go 200 for hazardous contracts. All right. Signing not one, but two separately bad contracts, including a four-year, $94 million deal in Memphis. Previously, this player signed a three-year, $46 million contract with the Mavericks that was reportedly signed inside inside an Orlando strip club called Attic. Ah, uh, okay. I had I had one name pop into my head in the first part of the question. The strip club is throwing me off, but maybe maybe it shouldn't. Uh, so wait, it was Memphis and and Dallas. Uh, Dallas? Oh. All right, I- I'm just gonna go with the first instinct. Uh, what did the strip? Cl- I don't know. Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons. Oh, okay, yes. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's that was, that's the first call. name I thought of. Yeah. Nice, Joe. That one's impressive. I would it, not It's the Memphis that. one. Like, if you just focus on the Memphis part. But I, how could I, I not include? I knew it was Dallas, too. I knew it was Dallas. Him and, yeah, the, I, those two teams, I, that's where it got on my radar. I would never have expected him to sign that in a, in a strip club. But That's amazing. Yeah, that's an amazing, like, story. Why haven't yeah. I heard this until now is, like, yeah. remarkable. <laughs> Wow, that's a good that was a good one. I'm impressed with that one, Joe. I don't think I would have got that. So holy shit. Nice. Very nice. I'm impressed. Uh so we got what's the lowest damn it baseball? One hundred? One hundred. And then there's three and four for that as well? Yes. I I'm gonna do the one hundred. I'll just tie it up. All right. The two thousand two All Star game is notorious in baseball history for ending in a 7-7 tie after both managers used all available pitchers. Where was this all-star game located? Miller Park. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But, yeah, Miller Park, that works. Yep. yep. All right. I didn't know if you wanted the stadium or whatever. But yeah, no, um, I, I, would, I wouldn't be that big of a dick. You know, so, stadium names are hard. Yeah, I, obviously the most, that's. Yeah, I was Sammy there. Sosa, yeah, Sammy I Sosa lit up the home run derby. And then uh, the game ended terribly. So, yep. yeah, that was lame. I remember being on the news. I was, uh, like, being interviewed as a 10-year-old going, like, this is obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're tied up. Um. All right, so it's favorite things for – I'm not – I'm just seeing what's left. Favorite things for two. Yep. Hazardous for four. Yep. Uh. Damn Three and baseball. four. Okay. And, oh, Three and no, four no, for baseball. Okay. Yep. Um, I'll do I'll do contracts for four. Mm-hmm. All right. In 2005-2006, the New York Knicks gave three ludicrous contracts to Eddie Curry, Jared Jeffries, and Jerome James, totaling uh, six years for about $120 million between all of them. These were all given out by this New York uh, GM and Knicks legend. Oh, and ah, uh, um, I can only think of two legends for the Knicks. So I was thinking, I was thinking one until the Knicks legend part. Oh shoot, how do I? Mm. Oh fuck. Okay, I'm trying to put the timeline together because, oh, 
Oh, this is this stinks. I I, I I don't know who the general manager was, to be fair. I have two names that I came to mind when you said Nick's legend. That's it. Oh, man. Um Oh my god. Like, I'm gonna know it as soon as it as soon as it's said, or I'm gonna remind it's gonna Yep. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I'm totally blanking. Um <laughs> You know they only get like ten seconds on Jeopardy. Oh, that, that is true. All right. Um. um all right. Uh. Da, da, da. Uh. Oh my God. I. I, I uh, no. James J- John Starks. It's not that, but no. Yeah. Nope. Sorry, Tom. Uh. I'll say Willis Reed. No. Oh, you guys are gonna beat yourselves up. It's Isaiah Thomas. Oh, wait. Knicks legend? Yes. You can play for the Knicks. That's the first guy I was thinking of, Isaiah Thomas. But when you said Knicks yeah. legend, I got thrown off. Play for the Pistons. Oh, what did I – what? He's labeled Oh, my this. God. Well, then that's my bad. Well, fuck it. No, uh, no points. That was, that was, I think I, I think I meant to put, I think I meant, meant to put that. And then because it was about the Knicks, oh, well, eh, I fucked up this whole game. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. That would have been my first guess. Literally same energy as blowing the perfect game right there. <laughs> <laughs> like that is exactly. I, Jim Joyce myself. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Okay. What, what, what are the questions left one more time? I'll take that a low stinks. one. And I'll leave a high one for Joe because of that. Then uh, what's the, the lowest? Two hundred in my favorite things is the lowest. Okay, I'll take that one. All right, you'll get this one. My favorite football player of all time is this former Purdue, Purdue quarterback. Oh, okay, I got it. Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Brees. I should have knew that right away. I shouldn't have even needed that last part. No, but, you should have known that. Yeah. All right. Not uh, not Favre or, or Rogers or any any Packers. No. Oh no. I've, he's big. He's big Drew Brees guy. I've been big a big Drew Brees guy. guy since he was uh, a Charger. Yeah. Big I don't know Drew why. I've always liked him, and I didn't even watch him in college. I don't know why I like him so much. So is there only one question left? Two questions. Okay. What what was left? A three hundred and a four hundred in damn it baseball. Uh. All right. So what am I behind now by? Two hundred. So either one takes the lead. Yeah, and then okay. Um, but I can win it with the next question, right? Way, too. So um, talking about, so, it, I got final Jeopardy. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll do three hundred to try to. You know, we'll leave the big right. one later. You'll feel good about this. Twenty sixteen, Chicago White Sox were scheduled to wear their nineteen seventy six throwback unis when this player refused to wear them and ended up destroying not only his uniform, but all of his teammates' uniforms with a knife and scissors. Oh. I know this one. I I don't remember this happening. Um, I, have, I had one guess that came to mind, so but I, I have no memory of this of this ever happening. Let me, let me help you out, because I feel bad for the uh, Isaiah Thomas. You really should have got that. We mentioned him earlier. White Sox. Oh, oh, okay. Um, okay, that, that wasn't the guy I was thinking of. Um, but uh, Chris Sale? Chris Sale, yep. He did that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that, yep. They uh, suspended him for 10 days for it, too. Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking of, uh, yeah, I was thinking of Tim Anderson at first. Um, 
I don't know if he was playing. Yeah, he was playing in 2016. I do remember Chris Sale messing up the jerseys. Um, there oh, you go. what so that, was it? Because he couldn't like, because the pitching motion was like rough with him or something like that. Like he couldn't pitch. The sleeves were it. tight or something. He said okay. they were fucking yeah. ugly. Is really what he said. Oh, really? <laughs> he, and the reason why he did it, he did everyone. He's like, uh, if I can't, if uh, that way I don't wear them, and no one else has to wear them either. He really hated those fucking uniforms. I remember okay. that very vaguely. All right, okay. give me the last one. Four hundred, damn it, baseball. 2010, after a walk-off against the Mariners, this player broke his leg celebrating the home run. Is this Kendry's Morales? Kendry Morales is correct. Mm, I remember that. I, he jumped on it and uh, just totally blew it from there. I, I yeah. do remember that. It was it was quite sad. Okay. All right. 1,500 to 1,800 going into Final Jeopardy. That's that's me right there then. All right. Sorry, Joe. You could have 1,900. Uh, you know what, Joe? I'll let you wager 1,900 points on this. Ah, uh, wait. Okay. So you oh. could be at negative 400 if you want. All right. Oh, like if I lo- – oh. You ready okay. for the well, final ca- final category? Don't, wait, sure. don't we have to wager first before the – Oh, you get to I'm going category. all in. Oh, I'm going all in. Category. Category. I don't care. Yeah, okay. I'm going all in. I don't give a fuck. Greatest sports figure- figures from Maryland. You bet. Oh, Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm going all in. I don't give a shit. I said I was. Right. What's your total? 1800. 1800. Like I said, I'll let you wager 1900 because you should have got. I'm. I won't. I won't do that. Um. All right. So <laughs> how many do I have though? Like 17. You, you have 1500. For 15. Okay. Um. All right, well, if you get it right then. <laughs> like I said, I go up to I go up to 36 and 19 puts you at 34. Oh, okay. Well, then uh Okay, oh, then but then I'd go down to negative 400. Um just <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just do 1500. I, I don't need do to Do 1499. Oh, I didn't even realize we could do in that. Uh, oh yeah, frequency. it's Jeopardy, baby. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll do fourteen ninety nine. Mm, okay. Let's do it, Dave. All right. We ready? Mm-hmm. I uh, made it a little nicer for you as well, Tom. So this player is number twenty six in the fifty greatest sports figures of all time from Maryland. Hauling in more than 80 passes in two of his first four seasons with the Green Bay Packers and led the NFL with 1,424 receiving yards in 1998. Okay, do we write it down and show you? Is that what we're supposed to do? I guess. I didn't really think that part through. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I have one name that I can only think of. Can you repeat the question again? Yes. Okay. This player is ranked number 26 in the 50 greatest sports figures of all time from Maryland, calling in more than 80 passes in two of his first four seasons with the Green Bay Packers and leading the NFL with 1,424 receiving yards in 1998. It's the only name I can write down. I I don't know who else it would be. Uh, 
um, I, I don't have. I feel like it's too obvious now, too. <laughs> I I have a name in the mind. I don't know if he's from Maryland though. Yeah, I don't know I, if like, he's I from Maryland at all. Uh, I'm not gonna okay. waste time. I'll just I'll just go with the first guy. All right, let me let's see your answers, gentlemen. You read that? I put Sterling Sharp. Sterling oh, Sharp yeah. and uh, Donald Driver. No. Uh, correct answer is Antonio Freeman. Shit. Oh. I oh, I should have knew would that. Would not have gotten too. that. Uh, I didn't. The catching that many passes like really threw me off. So I didn't know. You want to? You want to take a stab at who they list as the greatest uh, sports figure of all time is? From Maryland. From Maryland. Michael, yep. Michael Phelps has to be. Uh, I nope. think uh, probably Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. okay. No, he's from. That's Maryland. a decent tiebreaker right there. He might have just won just for that. Well, he had all a right. dollar left over, so he won. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That was a, that was a bumpy game, I will say. I, <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I fucked it up. I uh, was writing this so fast. I was writing this in front of you guys yesterday as you were doing the the deal. So okay. again, yeah. I think I just got confused because I it was about the Knicks. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, at, I, at I the same time, because when you said oh five oh six, I knew he was GM around that time, but like I didn't like. When you said it was like, oh, was there like an in-between year? Like, was that after he got fired? So I was no, like, no, no. I was a little bit second guessing, but yeah, it was me. We'll have to do it again sometime, and I'll not suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun though. I thought yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Let's ra- all right. Let's round it out. We're just over the two hour. We're a little bit over the two hour mark. So yeah, we, we can make wrap sense. things wrap things up. Let's get some quick hits in there. I got some. Uh, um, my first one is, of course, I am a Seattle Kraken fan this season. We all know this. I'm diehard since day one, quite literally. Um, they're like six games back from second to last place. So, hey! I don't know. <laughs> um, how many games are hockey season? 80 or something like that? 82. Right? 82? Okay. Yeah. So, we've played 51 games. Um, so, there's a shot. There's a shot. That's what we're shooting for. Second to last, I think, just for pride in the first season, because they're not the worst team yet either still. So thank you, Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, Buffalo Sabres, they could also be there too. So hopefully, do they have a lottery? I don't even know. How does the draft work? No, there's a lottery. lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, go for that third worst record in the, or, you know, fourth worst record and get the number one pick still. I'd be down uh, with that. That's what I want to do. Yeah, Shane Wright, I believe, is the like top prospect, and he's got a lot of. Oh uh, yeah, I can't wait for him to wear a Kraken uniform. That's what (laughs) I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, My next one, this one, a little topical for me. Juwan Howard yesterday and Wisconsin. Joe, I mean, he go. I I had to put this in there. Come on. Mine is a little bit similar. It may not be the same route, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, basically, I Juwan Howard. After being salty that the Badgers called a timeout to reset the shot clock, um, was not happy about it. And then the announcers and Bleacher Report and ESPN all fabricating it a little bit, throwing a punch at the assistant coach. He sissy slapped him. It was not a punch. It was not a punch. He more pushed him in the face. In a sense, it was kind of a slap. Okay. It was. It was like one of these. He like pawed at him. Still very unprofessional, bad move on Juwan Howard's part in my eyes. 
I don't know. I, I don't want to be the guy who's like, fire Juwan Howard. But bring the no. hammer down on him a little bit. Maybe a 10-game suspension, something like that. Could for really sure. be in the works. Um, but shout out the NCAA for being very dumb about this and suspending him one game because he pulled his mask down. Uh, and not even <laughs> that- about anything else yet commented on the story. Um, wait, so we'll have to you, wait out. Right? No, that's like a legit thing. He got suspended because he pulled his mask down for one game. Did you get got? I don't think you so. You got got? No. Yeah. That's, that was my quick hit. Really? That, an account called, oh my God, I can't, this is horrible. I thought it had the, that, I thought it had the, no, the, they had the check mark, didn't it? Ball sack sports tweeted oh, that I missed out. It. I missed Dude, it. and that's not one of my quick hits. Oh no, I got guys. Yeah, that's oh, what I was okay. Hold on, you get yours done, Joe, because then I'm just gonna wrap it up with ball. Sack. I have two more quick hits. Assholes. I know, but we, have we got to get, it. We get ball sack wrapped up. I okay. can't believe you got got by ball sack oh, sports. Because my thing was, I'm late to the party because they've been doing this for however many months now. But this is when I really like caught their attention. Um, yeah, they tweeted out NCAA releases a statement for suspending Juwan Howard for removing his mask following the game. And of course, no other penalties being enforced. And it's just, unfortunately for you, Tommy, a bunch of like 55 year old white men who don't understand how the internet works. Like, oh, that's what it's for? Like, there's nothing. And just the fact that people fell for a report from Ball Sack Sports is just. I didn't look at the tweet, honestly, to be fair. I saw uh, the well, fucking, my, I said, yeah. This follows, I just my, got it right there. I got it now. This yeah. follows my quick hit. Quick hit. Last week there was a big tweet uh, tweet about Kevin Garnett talking a bunch of shit, uh, saying everybody's just running around from the grind nowadays, teaming up with each other. Back in my day, we did it the hard way. If you can't win alone, you're considered a bum. Period. <laughs> And yeah, that I'm was not awesome. watch, I saw that I, one, and I was like, "What the fuck is Kevin Garnett talking about?" So because of that, one of the trending hashtags has been uh, "ballsack" on Twitter, which is just yeah. awesome. I I, I can't believe you fell account. for that. I have missed I, this account. I I've I've only seen the pictures <laughs> of each of the things. I've never seen a tweet on it. So I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know anything about this. so good. I thought you were making a joke and stealing my thunder because that's exactly what I was going to pivot to. The fact that this Ballsack Sports account (laughs) is fooling people. And you're one of them. No way. You know what? Thanks for for taking the heat off of this Jeopardy game from me. Oh, man. Shit. Uh, Tom got Ballsacked. I got Ballsacked, shit. All right, my last two, last two quick hits. The goddamn last two quick hits. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, Jocelyn Alo, I don't know if I'm saying her name right at all, but we, you know, shout out to some love in women's sports. Um, hit her 95th career homer in the NCAA softball D1 for Oklahoma, ties the record, and she's got all season to hit another one. So wow. she could become the first woman to hit 100 bombs in softball which is kind of cool. And she hits bombs, dude. So I respect it. Shout out Jocelyn Alo. I don't know if that's how you say A-L-O. I, I don't know. Alo, Alo, maybe. But showing her some love on Alo, maybe, if that's how we inflect that. Um, and then my last one was Steelers hired Brian Flores. So he is going to get a job this year. Uh, just not going to be a head coach. 
but watch out for that next season probably now because he did get a job this year. You know, if if Manfred didn't cut the draft short, short I think uh, that Oklahoma what's her, jo- Jocelyn Alo, she would have been a 40th round pick. Could have been the yeah. The history reminder. They had a they had something with the Canada's captain in the for women's hockey in the Olympics. Um, she be alum shout out Terriers, but um, Christ. she got an offer. Um, for like not the essentially the hockey version of Double A, like the hockey equivalent of Double A. She got an offer to sign with the with one of those teams, and she didn't mm. do it. But that'd be a I don't know. I doubt it's the same thing. Gene King esque. Yeah, I mean, I forgot. She like said something like, "Oh, just like promote women's sports more." Or something. I forgot. I didn't see the whole story, but uh, uh she's she's not. She's got to be the best women's hockey player in the world by by a wide margin. Okay. There Marie you go. Philip Poulin. Just giving, just saying, saying her name. <laughs> Is that a fake name? Are you gonna fucking get me on no, this that's... now? Like. <laughs> Ball sack sports with the with the she signed with the the Kraken yesterday according to Ball sack sports according to the Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys do your quick hits. Fuck you guys. Oh, that was it. That the the Ball sack sport. You that was mine was gonna be. <laughs> he got everything. That's so good. And and LeBron playing with the son. That was gonna be the that was also my quick hit. But then that turned into the hot take. So yeah, well, I'm, nice. I'm all squared away. Because I have four quick hits, so that's uh, that'll fill in for your uh, everyone else. My first one is uh, last week, Arizona State University, uh, you know, one we just talked about. Their quarterback Jaden Daniels entered the transfer portal, and out of retaliation, the Arizona State players and they posted a video about this. Uh, actually, trashed his locker. They went absolutely apeshit cussing at it, screaming uh, with one of the players clearly saying he sucks anyways. Uh, it is probably one of the most childish things that I've ever seen. At the same point, it is funny as fuck. It's so funny. <laughs> That's how brutal. You, how are you going to say he sucks anyway when you're that upset he's leaving that you're trashing his lot? Maybe, I don't know if it's a loyalty thing for them, but that's that's crazy. It's the transfer portal, dude. Like yeah. people, people are nuts, and uh, college football is going to change so drastically because of it. All right. Uh, and speaking of the uh, football and specifically the NFL, The Rock and the XFL have agreed to a deal with the NFL to innovate the game and test rule changes for safety. So we are getting this. Uh, we we talk about in wrestling recently this forbidden door being opened, and uh, shit's gonna get crazy with the XFL and the NFL having this uh, partnership. I I agree. I think this could be kind of cool for the game of football itself, and I'm glad you brought it up. I did see that today. I didn't put it in my quick hits, but I this could be huge. Yeah, this could be huge. So what a so like in innovating the game, like what type of thing? What would that entail? Like trying rule new changes. rules. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, safety and equipment they're going to try out there too. Like it's not, they have made it very clear. They don't want it to be a minor league. Um, I feel they like they should do that. Work with it. I feel like that that's like the best chance any of these new leagues are going to have to survive. And 
staying out of staying out of markets that already have teams like Tampa Bay and New Orleans, like just go to like Birmingham. Like that's a that seems like a perfect like triple A football. City. And they love and football in Alabama. Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, like if they can get like some sort of minor league environment and you know have like affiliates and and things of that nature, I think that would be great because it brings football to to other towns that may not have an NFL stadium in reach. And it, and it, I don't know, it adds to the, to the system because the top picks are still going to go straight to the NFL. And it's just the, they can expand the draft a little bit, go a few extra picks in in like the eighth, ninth, 10th round or whatever. And those go to their, their affiliates. Well, but I think that's a, that'd be a good idea. Now that, especially though, that the, um, the XFL has more or less the NFL's backing, I'm going to be interested to see on how this version of the XFL stays alive because, you know, we enjoyed the, the most recent iteration a couple of years ago, but it definitely wasn't good. And that's why viewership just like plummeted so fast. And pre- previously before that, what was that? Um, not, not AAU. What the fuck was it? AAF. Uh, AAF. Yeah, similar to that too. Yeah. Like I'm having the NFL's backing is going to change a lot of people's minds and to see this new stuff happen, because that was another thing that the, the last iteration did. They did some really cool shit specifically with the kickoffs that uh, I was actually enjoying. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. I, I think that the XFL is taking a new approach. I like the idea of a spring football league, but they got to get it more competitive as long as they can do that, get some people to watch it clean house right there all right uh, my next quick hit uh have either one of you ever dreamed of playing d1 basketball um uh, yeah no, i have because we never Not had a shot yeah but yeah oh well yeah I mean, if we're talking about realistic shots then no but yeah i've i've gone in the driveway thinking about winning winning a national championship for maryland again but yeah well, good for you because IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, has held open tryouts for their D1 basketball team. Uh, mm. Now, let me just tell you right now, IUPUI is bad. Uh, currently, they are 2-22, and 22, 0 for 13 in the conference, and their only wins are against a D2 school and a D3 school that has only played two games this year. So they suck ass. Oh, no. And foolishly, they put this out on Twitter initially. Uh. So people, they they got bombarded with applications and shit like that. Uh, getting close to 2,500 in about, like, 45 minutes. Oh my god. Oh, no. <laughs> they had to delete it real fast because uh shit was going to go down and they were about to get some fucked up players. Uh just so funny. That is probably could you imagine the applications department or like the transfer department what it had to have turned into a fucking hellhole for those like 60 70 year old women. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. They, uh, you know, they, uh, they needed to get like some NIL agreement to get J.R. Smith to transfer from North Carolina A and T and be a dual yes. basketball golf player. Yeah, work something out in there. I don't and think he's then, helpful, but that's yeah. J.R. Smith 
gets drafted in this year's draft. <laughs> and LeBron decides to play with him. Oh, <laughs> yes! Tell me that's not a great idea. Oh, Holy shit, no. that would be the most amazing thing. Uh, fucking J.R. Smith becomes the only player to get drafted twice. <laughs> I Shit, I get that would be kind of sick. I mean, it would be kind of right? a little bit, a little bit. But obviously not going to happen. Um, All right. My final quick hit. Holy shit. I had four. Go ahead. Be nice. Professional Tekken player Tanukana has been booted from the Osaka-based esports team Cyclops Athlete Gaming for remarks she made about men during a live stream. Specifically, her remarks of any men under five foot seven should not be allowed to have human rights. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? Wow. fuck? You know, she, she was going to be, at this rate, she was going to be in the celebrity game before she made those comments. <laughs> <laughs> she's better, she's better than the Peloton instructor. Uh, also added that if they are under, that they should look into getting bone lengthening surgery. Um, and this is, uh, not, not just like the only thing she said. Um, <laughs> uh, she apparently told someone that it, uh, told another female, uh, gamer that since they have a cup sized breasts, they should kill themselves. Oh my God. Because they were the trashiest trash of society. <laughs> Holy flying fuck. Well, he's not sexist. You know, it's going both ways. It's a woman. Yeah, she just hates people. She just yeah. hates people. Yeah. That's what it is. Height supremacist. Yeah. Oh, I, God. I, I, that that, is, that fits way too well. Like, that's not, that's a, that's from the league. I don't know if you guys have seen that show, but. Uh, she oh, also, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She, she followed that up with a, a now deleted tweet that said, it was pointed out to me that my stream contained hate speech. <laughs> what? <laughs> No shit. Also added that was not her intention and that she poorly expressed herself <laughs> and expressed her love of tall people. <laughs> like the fuck? <laughs> you... Oh, my, oh my God. God, dude. Wow. It is. This is one of my favorite stories. I know that we like, I wish Shad heard this because, you know, Shad's a big gamer, gamer. dude. Yeah. But this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. How tall Holy is she? Fuck. Like, what is... Because if she's, like, 5'3 and saying that, then it's like, all right, what are... But like, she said only here? men. Only men are this. But still, uh, like, the... I don't know. That's... Yeah, I, I can't even believe this has happened. Like I said, I had so many good ones. Um, That, that one had to be my last. Oh, my god. It was gosh. just ramped up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What an episode. A really good one at that, too. Super excited. Did a lot within it. Um, wrapping up one of our longer ones, but I think it was pretty good stuff all the way through and through. So let's get to it. Let's get to this outro here. If you guys like this episode, well, actually, first, Joe, plug your shit. If you want to plug some shit, you got a Twitter or um, you, know, you know whatever you want to do right here. I didn't do that to you last time I think you were on, and I kind of felt shitty about it. So. Oh, no, it's, I, there's really not much to plug. I mean, my Twitter's at J-O-E underscore P-O-H-O, um, and that's, you know, follow me there. I've got 
Globe stuff, BU hockey stuff, college hockey stuff, general, you know, reactions, DC sports. So, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy there. The blog? The, oh, the, oh, I think I did mention it last time, but yeah, I, that's very irregular. Um, you know, the wild card, DC sports, just, you know, stuff when I have time to once a month or so, just write about different DC sports topics. But, you know, that's all, all found on my Twitter and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Joe, for coming on. Not the last time, of course, you know. Yeah. That. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please be sure to download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pandora, wherever. Where else can you download Podbean? Of course, you'll maybe most of you listen on that. Uh, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts, it doesn't matter. You can download it. Then, you know, Download us 10 times, maybe 20 times if you're feeling really good. If you like it, comment. If you want to do that, leave some hot takes. And if you don't want to download us on any of those platforms, you can always check us out on thechairshot.com. I didn't even get to the part where she talked about which one of her player teammates is the gayest. (laughs) Peace.